Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the show with me today, I've got my good buddy Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry here inside our studio. A rundown of our program here on this fine Thursday. Coming up, we'll have our birthdays in sports. We'll highlight our player of the week. Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn will be on the program. Andy Bertram, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, joins the show. We will cover the bases with Eric McDade State Farm, and we will have a nightly TV guide brought to you by our good friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. So a lot of exciting things to take place on today's program, and we're ready to discuss all of that here on Sports Call. J.J. Jackson alongside Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry and your phone calls to talk about whatever you want to in the wide world of sports are always welcome on our Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401. Brooks, how are you? I am doing fantastic. It's a beautiful Thursday on the Plains. Got a loaded show. Man, I, I looked at the uh, the show details tweet we sent out on our on our uh, Twitter page every single day, and I was like, wow, we got it packed. Got a lot to do. Uh, can't wait to get going. Can't wait to talk to all of our callers, and can't wait to talk about this Auburn baseball team getting ready to take on Omaha in a couple days, and also can't wait to talk about the Atlanta Braves. I am sporting a Atlanta Braves shirt today. Won 14 in a row. It's crazy. 14 in a row. Going for 15 in a row tomorrow. Got an off day. A much needed off day but uh, I was listening to the uh, the post game show on our sister station AM 1230 WAUD last night when I was driving home and during that they always play the uh, the post game presser with Brian Snitker and they asked him do you want an off day he's like not really yeah. they're, they're playing so hot right now you know you'd, you'd like to get them an off day every once in a while he, he said they thought he'd played something like 27 straight or something like that maybe not even that it wasn't that much or 17 straight um, but he said it's always good to get an off day, but the way they're playing right now, didn't really want to take an off day, but uh, he's thankful to get them, give them an off day in Chicago and get ready for a big weekend against the Cubs coming up, so can't wait to talk about all that, and um, yeah, it's going to be a fun show today. Fortunately for the Atlanta Braves, it is not their first off day within this win streak. That was something that I was really concerned about, too. I was like, wait a minute, do we want to take an off day? Do we want to keep this thing going? But it was much... Longer ago, I should say at this point, it was between wins five and six ah. that they uh, that. But again, at that time, five win a five game winning streak was the longest that they had had all season long. Going into this, well, three, the Braves three had never the, won more yeah. than two games in a row, and so uh, between five and six, they had a day off. They've now won fourteen consecutive. Brant Daughtry, what's on your mind? How are you? Oh, so much is on my mind, uh, <laughs> and I don't know how much of it should be said on the show. Okay, but <laughs> uh, I'm doing really well. It's very hot. It's unbelievably hot very very hot it is if you have a pool invite your friends over and do nothing but Jump lay in. in the water um but yeah like y'all said the braves you know who else is hot right now the atlanta braves yes hey um 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it's been really fun to watch. They've won games in a multitude of ways, and I'm going to keep saying that because it's true. I mean, the, the they've come back. They've won pitchers' duels. They've won uh, what am I, they've won shootouts. It, it's been a, a really really fun kind of fun run to watch two weeks two weeks of winning two weeks of nothing but winning for for my braves and i'm very very happy about that uh game six of the nba finals tonight that'll be a lot of fun golden state could win uh and just take take the whole thing you know the offense has been really impressive for the the braves and uh and and then for you just said the finals i'm sorry i wanted to get that comment okay okay the finals is coming back tonight. The Warriors have a chance to close it out as they look to go for uh, their fourth championship in this Steph, Draymond, and Clay era of Warrior yeah. basketball. Yeah, and the Braves have hit like 13 home runs in the last three games. So, so you're you're gonna are we gonna go back and forth? We're just gonna go back and forth here. Yeah, so talking then, about different sports. Right, yeah. right. So should I counter with a, a Warriors? And, I was th- and I was hoping you were gonna go Auburn baseball. Oh, Auburn baseball. Okay, yeah, yeah they because we do have Andy t- Burcham on later. Yeah, and they just took their team photo outside TD Ameritrade Park. Yes, which is always fun to look at because they've played in two of the last three College World Series. You know, we didn't have the event in 2020 20, yeah something happened in 2020 in case someone didn't know yeah a lot of stuff happened in 2020 and one of those things was the college world series didn't happen the u.s open kicked off today that's a, a major event on the pga tour yeah we had our monthly predictions that you could find online where we predicted the event before it even started in the June. tiger.fm it, it's a fun week because all of these players or a lot of them i should say went off last week and played on the liv tour to get a lot of money but the USGA sanctions the U.S. Open, so they're therefore the able to play, and the PGA Tour does not have, uh, can't prevent them from doing that. So yes. a lot of people are, are observing the P, the U.S. Open this week. Yeah, golf is happening. Uh, the LIV has been talked about uh, on this show, and you know I have my opinions, and I, eh, meh, yeah, meh. Uh, one it's week from today, the NBA draft will take place. Yeah, Jabari one Smith. One week from today, Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler uh, will find out what team selects them and where they're going to start their professional careers. Yeah, uh, it's something really interesting about that. It, and, you know, dropping the, the kind of jokey persona that I've been displaying for the past five minutes. Well, let me do uh, one more because I'm, okay, okay. I'm, well, I'm in a rhythm right now. It was NBA draft related. Okay, go ahead. I'm in a rhythm right now. So, Phil Mickelson, you know, he, he just went over to the LIV tour and a lot of people were curious yeah. what that would look like for yeah. him. You know, they're playing 54 holes, L-I-V. That's the Roman numeral is it there. 50, is it 54 holes? I thought it was par 54. It's 54 holes. It is? Okay. Yes. That's well, a lot more. It, it, par 54 it, would be super easy for these guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so, what are we saying? I don't know. I, th- I, don't know I, didn't, I thought it was like an indiscriminate number of holes. No, so 54. But 54 strokes. Your score would, if you shot par, or excuse me, if you birdied, Every hole on a par seventy two course, yes. you would score a fifty four. Okay, is what they're going for. And then there are fifty four gotcha. holes that are played, three rounds of eighteen holes. Three times eighteen is fifty four. And now they're having to go back to the seventy two hole format because they're at the U.S. Open, so they will play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Correct. What serious thought that you did you want to have? And I'll get back serious now too. I think we've mentioned it on this show, but if Jabari Smith does go the first overall pick, right, Auburn becomes the third school in history to have a number one overall pick taken in the NFL draft, MLB draft, and NBA draft. Very impressive. With all of them coming in the last fifteen years, yeah. Cam Newton in twenty ten being the the latest number one overall uh, football pick. Uh, Casey Mize a couple of years ago with uh, the MLB. And uh, now Jabari Smith in basketball, uh, joining uh, UCLA and LSU. Uh, and I can't tell you 
who the other guys were from their respective schools. I'm sure Pete Maravich was maybe one of them. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq went number one. Did yeah. he? Okay. Um, trying to think UCLA. Was Bill Walton 1-1? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's there's They've a lot. a couple of 1-1s. Yeah. I, I'm sure UCLA has about 10 in basketball <laughs> um, and, and a couple in, in baseball that I've just never heard of because I don't know baseball that well, I'll be honest. Um, I know the Braves. I know the Braves, and I know, like, the big names. That's about it. Brooks, what do you have for us? Uh, about what? Brent and I have been any, jumping any, all over anything, the place. Yeah, I've been observing. I, didn't, Just I know. Tell us so about your highlight game last night. <laughs> yeah. My what? Highlight. My highlight? Yeah. Highlight? I don't know how you pronounce what, that. What is what is that? Highlight? Uh, I'll Google it. Because I, I know it is a game, but I just don't know how to play the game. I know it starts with a J. What is I'm he just, saying? I'm right confused. Now? <laughs> I, I'm just I don't, it is, really it confused. It is high ally. Um, here we go. I watched TV last night. High ally is a sport involving bouncing a ball off a walled-in space by accelerating it to high speeds in a hand wick, handheld wicker cesta. It's like a basket. It's basically um, racquetball, but I think it's like an Indian version of racquetball. Well, I didn't do that. Oh, excuse me. Um, it is played especially in Spain, France, and Latin American countries. I, I didn't do that last night. I watched TV. Um, Would you like to know the rules and customs of Hialeah? No, thank you. The uh, court for Hialeah consists of... <laughs> all right. The U.S. Open did get started today. Um, as you said, JJ, our, uh, our monthly predictions, I picked... Um, I think I picked Louis Oosthuizen to win, and he was on the afternoon one of the afternoon rounds... See if I can find out how he's doing. Uh, not great is what I'm, I'm starting to see because I don't see his name yet, and I'm getting scrolling for a while. UCLA has had two number one basketball picks in Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ah, okay. Three over through seven, so not okay. not positive. Is he still Lou Alcindor at that time? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the U.S. Open back in action uh, once again. <laughs> You just want to bounce around like this all this day? This is disastrous. This is, this is awesome. This is great radio. <laughs> my head is. hurts. <laughs> Lou Alcindor? Yeah, my head hurts. It really does. Um, let's take a break. I, the, I think we need we, one. We let's, went off the rails quick. We let's are, reset. We are, okay, I thought it, I thought we were only like seven or eight minutes into the show. And we're like, all right, commercial. Yeah, no, let's, uh, let, let, let's reset here. We'll take a quick time out. On the other side, birthdays in sports, and who knows? Uh, this is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. And we're back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. We're going to be super serious for Here the rest go. of the show. Here we go. Serious face, serious voice. I, I This is a song that I put into the system Yeah, a couple, few months ago. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I think about the Bluebell ice cream commercials. <laughs> Every time. We could go for some ice cream with the oh, heat that's outside boy, right now. Could we? Lord have that mercy. Would, uh, yes. That would be an all-around win for all of us. I found... Um, 
no, go, you go ahead. I was gonna say I found. Uh, I don't think I've said this on the show yet. I found mac and cheese flavored ice cream at Walmart a couple week or last week, and I got it. Not okay. great. It's, it, yeah. No, no that kidding. Not disgusting. great. It is. It tastes like. I'm glad you gave it a try. It, I, I wouldn't have believed you if you hadn't told me. They. T- it tastes like ice cream. Not. It, it tastes like they made ice cream out of the cheese pack, the powdered cheese packet that comes in Kraft mac and cheese. That is the exact taste that I that you get when you eat it, and it's not great. On the other hand, though, this past weekend, um, McAllister's Deli did a special sweet. It was like su- National Sweet Tea on fr- Sweet Tea Day on Friday, and over the weekend they sold sweet tea flavored ice cream in pints, and that was really good. Didn't share any of it with anybody it was sweet it was ice cream that was like brewed or had brewed sweet tea in it sugar cookie flavoring and a lemon swirl oh and it was phenomenal but you uh i was out on sweet tea but you said sugar cookie and lemon swirl it was it was so good you might be doing something there like it and it's unfortunate it was only around for like three days and they stopped they're they're no longer selling it but it was so good the sweet lemon flavor I mean, just, I'm all you for You know, it. when I think of lemons, I think of sweet. You know what I'm saying? The taste of lemon. More sour, but... You, really you, sweet. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tart. Not like an you actual see, lemon. The, the th- yeah, lemon flavoring is always sweet. Yes. Like, artificial lemon flavoring. This, and then, and like <laughs> like normal... <laughs> like, you get a lemon and sweet tea, you just get a hint of the lemon. That's yeah. what this was. It was just like little hints of lemon swirl in there. It wasn't like a whole I big lemon it. swirl. Hopefully they bring it back. I hope they bring it back this summer. We'll get to your uh, we'll get to your bank. phone calls in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I want to take this opportunity to celebrate some birthdays in sports. Let's do that right now. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. All right, birthdays in sports, June sixteenth, twenty twenty two. Brooks, go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Read some, it. We've got some basketball, NFL, MLB birthdays to get to today. So let's start out in the basketball world. we got the finals tonight. Turning 67 is a former NBA center. Tree? Is it Tree Rollins? Is that it? Yeah, you're okay. exactly right. I didn't know if I was, it was supposed to be Trey Rollins. Tree Rollins turning 67. Drafted 14th overall by the Atlanta Hawks in 1977. He was an NBA all-defensive first team in 1984. NBA blocks leader in 1983 and a three-time second-team All-ACC, and his number is retired. His number 30 is retired by the Clemson Tigers. Go Tigers! Tree Rollins turning 67 years old. If your name is Tree and you are not a seven-foot shot-blocking basketball player, you are doing it wrong. Well, he was All-Defensive Team and NBA blocks leader. So I wonder if his real name was Tree or if he was just nicknamed Tree. That'd be some good. Uh... Googling it. Continue reading. Turning 29 years old today is a current center for the Sacramento Kings, Alex Lynn. Tree was not his real name. It was Wayne Monte Rollins. Tree is much better. Tree is a better name. Anyway. Lynn was drafted fifth overall by the Phoenix Suns in 2013 NBA draft. Played for the Suns, the Kings, the Hawks, the Raptors, the Wizards, and currently the Kings again. All right. So Alex Lynn turning 29 years old. Not does anyone have any uh, any thoughts on Alex Lynn? He's tall. Uh, he, he played basketball. Sort of has a jump shot from the outside. So, sort of. Sort uh, of. I think he was most impactful his time in his years with the Suns. But happy birthday, Alex! He's a former turtle too. He was a Maryland Terrapin. What sound do turtles make? Go turtles! 
I almost just did turp turp thinking that was a turtle, but turp 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 is is probably right. Right. Okay, turp turp. All right. Moving on, current NFL wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson is turning 23 years old today. He's pretty good. Uh, Drafted 22nd overall in the 2020 draft by the Vikings, a two-time second-team All-Pro, a two-time Pro Bowler, college football playoff national champion 2019 with the LSU Tigers. He was also second-team All-SEC that year. Set an NFL rookie record for receiving yards uh, with 1,400 yards. Justin Jefferson turning 23 years old. A guy that I keep trying to get on my fantasy team, but I can never seem to, uh, he never seems to fall to me in that uh, second or third round. Happy birthday, JJ. Not you, though. Oh, yeah. Justin Jefferson. Also turning 34 today is a former NFL tight end, Jermaine Gresham. He's the 21st overall pick in the 2010 NFL Draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. A two-time Pro Bowler received all American honors while at Oklahoma Boomer Sooner. Set the rookie record while with the Bengals for catches. What kind of noise does a Sooner make? It is a tight end. <laughs> That's a great question. We're probably turp, 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 wouldn't you think? Yeah, I do, I do like Jermaine Gresham. Soon, soon, soon? Yeah. Happy birthday to soon. him. Why do you like Jermaine Gresham? He's a good talent. A, a talent. Talent. <laughs> He's a, a fun tight end, athletic, makes a lot of plays over the middle. As you said, he set the rookie record when he was with the Bengals. Yeah, catches by a tight end. Happy birthday. Bengals. Turning 54 today is a former NFL punter who signed with the Washington Redskins in 1995, Matt Turk. That's a heck of a last name. First team All-Pro 1996. Three Punters time, are people too. First team All-Pro, or three-time Pro Bowler, 1996 to 1998. Played for eight NFL teams during his career. Averaged over 42 yards per punt. Matt Turk is turning 54 years old. All right. Last but not least, one birthday to go. Well, do you think he makes Turk, Turk, Turk noises? Turk, Turk, (laughs) Turk. Turk was the name of the gorilla in Tarzan, right? We might be setting up for a silly segment a little bit later. Happy birthday. Here we go. (laughs) Are are we? I don't know. It's just... Also, uh, shout What's out to shout gonna out to be the fun world. is when we get to the stuff we do later, and we have to be like kind of serious, right? And we're gonna talk to Andy Burcham later today. Well, yeah, we typically do this the the silliness hour later, three. and not now. So this yeah. is gonna be a fun reset that takes place. Shout out to the Warhawks. He's a Wisconsin Whitewater grad. That's what you were taking a moment That's to right. confirm. That's okay. Right. And finally, turning 45 years old today is a former MLB pitcher who made his MLB debut in 1998 for the Chicago Cubs. Kerry Wood, yes, is 45 years really old good pitcher today. Uh, he was an 86 to 75 career record, a 367 career ERA, 1,582 strikeouts, 63 saves, um, over 14 career years, a two-time. All-Star, NL Rookie of the Year, NL Strikeout Leader in 2003, MLB MLB record 20 strikeouts during a nine-inning game. Kerry Wood is turning 45 years old today, drafted out of high school. So no colleges to claim Kerry Wood, but he was a good one. I remember, what year was his last year? Um, 2010? No, 2012 back with the Cubs. I remember him seeing him pitch a couple times right after I first started getting into uh, baseball. Yeah. But yeah, Most known for that 20-strikeout game. I yeah. mean, 20 of the 27 outs, he struck out the batter. Yeah. That's a record. So um, be, would that not get super boring as, as a defensive player? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I nothing's coming my it's, way. It's just a night off for them. Yeah. 
Um, well, they still have to stand out there and just, you know, be ready. What I was trying to remember about Kerry Wood is I couldn't remember whether or not he was in Rookie of the Year because he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Right? But the movie Rookie of the Year with Henry Rowan Gardner when he hurts his arm and then all yeah. of a sudden you got the teenager that's throwing 500 miles per hour. Uh, but Kerry Wood did not play in that movie. So happy birthday to Tree Rollins, Alex Lynn, Justin Jefferson, Jermaine Gresham, Matt Turk, Kerry Wood, and of course, if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Yes, Brooks, indeed. Brooks threw the paper dramatically. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's take our next commercial break. When we come back, James from Montgomery joins the show. That's coming up next here on Sports Call. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Again, to be a part of the show, you can give us a phone call, 334 887 34 01 Auburn Bank is our proud sponsor of the Sports Call phone line. Let's go to the phone line right now. 887-3401. And joining us, James from Montgomery. Yes, we're very excited. James from Montgomery now joins us here on the program. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle to you, sir. What's on your mind first yeah. today? Well, actually, I know that y'all were talking about some great, great, uh, great food or great drinks to actually cool down. Uh, during the summer heat, and I do have a really good, uh, uh, great drink to cool down during the summer, Tumor's Lemonade. That's right. It's just really good. Absolutely. And I can actually tell you, for me, as being an Auburn fan, uh, actually, it was during the A-Day game when I was actually there in, what, on my birthday on April the 17th, yeah. after that game, was over for their A-Day game for Auburn. I said, you know what, I'm going to just beat this heat and I'm going to just go and get a nice, refreshing summer's lemonade. And it was amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. I heard uh, got some uh, reports today that Brian Harson was out at Tumor's Corner getting some lemonade with uh, some of the recruits today. Yes, as well, because, I mean, with Summer's uh, Lemonade and, I mean, Summer's Drugs has, has done so much over the years, and it's one of the proud staples of Auburn, and most of the most of everybody that comes through Auburn stops in and go to Summer's uh, Drug Store to get, you know, sandwiches, cookies, lemonade, or whatever whatever they might need, you know, and, and it's been there for for years it's one of the one of the um 
one of the best places in Auburn to go and visit. Yeah, it is uh, really, really good food, really, really good ice cream, really good lemonade. And I know that's one of the big stops that, you know, Camp War Eagle is going on for all the incoming freshmen right now. And that's one of their stops is at night they go and uh, they stay open a little bit later so the Camp War Eagle kids can come and get a, a cup of lemonade every night. Yes, that's all because, I mean, with that, I mean, it, it's, it's just amazing to see uh, so many different things with Auburn University. And, I mean, it, it, it's a really great campus, and we're one of the best campuses in, in Alabama. Yeah, it is a really, really nice campus. What else you got for us today, James? Well, I'm actually going to be watching the NBA Finals and seeing if the Boston Celtics are going to take this game and be done with it and just close the book on the NBA Finals. And I hope that the Boston Celtics win a big win at home so i think they're just gonna you know i, I at least i'm just gonna say it's gonna be a really good game i'm gonna be watching it from beginning to end and it's gonna be one of the classic games that i'm gonna that i'm actually gonna you know see for for another nba final sometime real soon yeah, if Boston wins tonight, they will go to a Game 7. If Golden State wins tonight, then it's over. The, the Boston Celtics, if they win, then they're going to take it to a Game 7, which would be back in Golden State. So Boston can't win it all tonight, but they can set themselves up to win it all in the next game. But they have to win tonight in Boston. Yeah, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to like push all my chips on the table and see if Boston is going to win at home. And if they win at home, then it, it's going to be a good it's going to be a good uh, run to see Boston actually win for their for their last time as well. Yeah, it's going to be a really really fun game tonight. No matter who comes out on top, this game this series has been very very competitive, been very very fun to watch. And so if it ends tonight with a Golden State win, that would be uh, that end a really good series. But if Boston wins, forces a game seven, and we get another game of a really really good NBA series, so that that's a uh, Really, really uh, great to look forward to. What else you got for us today? Well, I'm actually going to be watching the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche and seeing if uh, Tampa Bay is going to bounce back in tonight's game. I was watching uh, last night's game, and I was very disappointed on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know they were trying they were trying so hard to actually win, but they really didn't. So I'm thinking that they're going to do uh, really good tonight as well. Yeah, the uh, Colorado Avalanche got a 4-3 overtime win in Game 1 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning going for a three-peat uh, of the Stanley Cup title. Uh, but the the next game of the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Stanley Cup finals is not till Saturday night. So they'll play again. They won't play tonight. They won't play tomorrow night. They'll play again Saturday night up there in Denver, Colorado. And we'll see if the Lightning can bounce back and even up the series or if Colorado takes a 2-0 advantage in that one. Yes, as well, because I am going to be watching that game uh, Saturday night and seeing if Tampa is actually going to be winning. And, um, you know, it, it's really it's going to be a really good game to actually see, uh, you know, to see Tampa actually winning as well. So I'm just trying to see, you know, who's going to who's going to come out on top and who's going to who's going to carry that big uh, Stanley Cup trophy as well. Yeah, I uh, can't wait to see who wins that one. Hopefully, this is a very competitive series, and uh, it's um, uh, hopefully it's a very competitive series. And hopefully, the Colorado Avalanche don't you know just run away with this. Hopefully, Tampa can come back and tie this one up and make it a make it a series here. What else you got for us, James? Well, I do have some tennis news. I know that Serena Williams she will be coming back 
and uh, she's coming out of retirement. So uh, she did say that that she was going to come back and play uh, the U.S. Open sometime real soon. And uh, she she will be, you know, coming back to the tennis court sometime real soon uh, this year. Yeah, she's actually going to play at Wimbledon next month. So she's received a uh, wild card invitation to play at Wimbledon, and she is going to play there. So at the beginning of July, she's going to be at Wimbledon. Uh, hopefully we'll see her at the U.S. Open as well, but she'll make her return after a little bit of time off at the uh, at, in England this year. Yes, as well. So when uh, Serena Williams actually plays, in July in Wimbledon, I want to know who will be her competitor. And I think with Serena Williams being a really great tennis player, I will probably see Serena Williams and Coco Golf actually meet up in Wimbledon for, you know, for the first time as well. And then those two ladies will, will make a lot of history on national TV. Yeah, they, uh, that would be a really, really fun matchup to see Serena and Coco Golf go against each other. I don't know what the seating is going to be. They haven't released it. They'll release it like a week before they get started there in Wimbledon. So we'll probably know the last week of, July, of June what those seatings are going to look like. Probably if Serena is getting a wild card invitation, she's not going to be one of the nat- one of the seated te- players. So she's going to have to play. Uh, a, a seated player, and so you could get a Coco Golf versus Serena Williams matchup, but it, we'll just have to sit there and wait and see. What else you got for us, James? Well, I know with the NFL uh, season rolling right around the corner, I know that the Philadelphia Eagles is actually changing their logo um, during the off season, so there won't be uh, their their logo won't be no longer the Eagle logo on the fifty uh, yard line, so they're going to actually have like a you know, something to replace that as well. So there, I don't know what they're going to replace it with, but that's like up in the air right now. So I know the Philadelphia Eagles, they're just trying to make a new logo for, for the team as well for the NFL. Yeah, I saw that earlier, James. I don't think they're replacing the logo on their 50-yard line. What I think they're doing is they're replacing the way they have uh, Eagles written in the end zone. I think they're changing the... Uh, one of their secondary logos, not their primary thing. Yes, because I know, I think it's in the end zone, because I know every time when the Eagles play, they always have the words spread all the way out from one end of the end zone to the other. Right. And, I mean, that that gives a lot of problems to the Eagles fans as well. So I think that should just shorten it a little bit as well. Well, James, do you think the Dallas Cowboys should change their logo? Um, well, actually, no, because with that being said, uh, the Cowboys star has been on the 50-yard line since 1968. And with that, I mean, it, it's been a staple to the city of Dallas for so many, many years. Uh, going back to when the Dallas Cowboys actually played their first game in Irene, Texas, and that was like their first time ever playing. That was their first time ever, um, you know, showcasing that logo as well. And then with some of the cheerleaders as well, because, I mean, the cheerleaders for the Dallas Cowboys has been around since 1970. And basically with the team itself and Jerry Jones has is, is been with the Cowboys for many, many years, and uh, so so many coaches have been on the sidelines from Tom Landry to Jerry Jones to, uh, you know, diff- different coaches over the years as well. 
So I think uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, stadium is going to stay. The team logo is going to stay. The team is going to stay. And um, I just got a, an alert uh, earlier this morning about Dallas will have two. Uh, they're actually thinking about adding two more teams to the city of Dallas. And I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I will say no on that as well. I don't know where these people from ESPN are getting their information. I think Dallas is just the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Stars, Dallas Wings, and Dallas Mavericks to make those four teams to actually stay in Dallas as well. We don't need any other teams as well. Don't don't forget about FC Dallas, the uh, MLS team. Yeah, so I think with the uh, – with the Dallas soccer team, I think they're going to pull the plug on that one because Dallas is not a soccer it's not a soccer city. It's more of like a football city and a basketball city and a baseball city as well. Well, well you could say the same thing. I, I people said the same thing about Atlanta, but their soccer team's doing pretty good. Yeah, James, y'all, the Dallas has the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Is at the the da- FC Dallas Stadium and also FC Dallas is second in the uh, Western Conference in, ML, uh, in the MLS standing. So I don't know if they're ready to pl- pull the plug just yet. Yeah, so if if my soccer team doesn't win this weekend, I'm going to just probably say it's time to, like, you know, it's just time to, like, you know, put them out in the pasture and just bury them under underground as well. So you're saying this uh, Saturday they're they're hosting the Vancouver Whitecaps. If they drop that when you're you're done with the FC Dallas, yes, I am. But um, I'm gonna just say, um, with me being a Dallas fan, I mean we haven't won a game in over ten years with the Dallas uh, soccer team as well. So I've been I've been you know on that bandwagon up and down and just. You know, I'm just so disappointed in my Dallas uh, soccer team as well. Well, James, y'all won the last game, 3-1 to one over Orlando City back on May 28th. Yeah, so that one um, was a good one. And, I mean, for me, I love soccer and it's been with me ever since I was little. And, I mean, seeing that actually for the first time uh, – Back on May 28th, I mean, that was a really good one. I had tears in my eyes for that one. And, you know, I I, I hope that Dallas would actually try to – I hope that soccer team actually tries to improve more with uh, more players as well. Yeah, I mean, not not a lot of where places they can improve since they're second in the table. But you got to keep climbing. Try for that number one spot. Try to knock off LAFC uh, in the Western Conference and get that number one seed as you head toward the playoffs. What else you got for us today, James? Well, I know with the College World Series coming up this weekend, I am going to see the first game tomorrow and seeing if Texas is going to beat Old Miss, and I think Texas will take a seven to two run in tomorrow's game against Notre Dame. Yeah, the uh, it, it's going to be a really, really fun matchup in the uh, in the College World Series getting started tomorrow afternoon. Uh, it's going to be Oklahoma and Texas A&M is going to be the first game of the uh, College World Series tomorrow. And then Texas and Notre Dame takes, uh, takes the stage at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And then Ole Miss and Auburn will play on Saturday, 6 o'clock Saturday night. And right before them is Arkansas and Stanford. So some really, really good matchups in the World Series this weekend. Uh, James, if you couldn't pick Auburn, who would you pick to win? Uh, 
I would have to say, I would have to say Texas. I'll, okay. I'll pick Texas to actually win, but I'm just not trying to doubt us as Auburn fans because I don't want that on my content. So I'm a huge Auburn fan. Absolutely, at heart. Huh? I said absolutely. That's why I asked you because I knew if I I knew if I asked you who you picked to win it all, you'd pick Auburn because you're a loyal Auburn fan. That's why I said if if it, you couldn't pick Auburn, who would you pick? And you pick Texas. So they're a really good baseball team. But overall, we do want Auburn to win the whole thing. Yes, as well. So with that being said, um, Texas they really have a really good uh, baseball program. But I think Auburn has a really good baseball program as well. And we do have a lot of Major League Baseball Hall of Famers that are inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And one of those guys is Frank Thomas. So that is a really, really good thing to see um, things that he's done over the years at Auburn and pretty much uh, seeing him uh, probably win the World Series for Major League Baseball, I would like to see him being a sports analyst for the Major League Baseball Network as well. Yeah, he does some work with Fox Sports right now. Uh, a lot of the Saturday Night Baseball games, he's a studio analyst. He does a lot with the World Series. So he, he's a really, really good talent on the on the TV side of things. Was obviously a really good talent on the baseball side of things. Auburn's only uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Frank Thomas, and I believe he's getting a statue soon outside of Plainsman Park, so which is well deserved. It's about time that uh, the, uh, the baseball team gets a statue outside of their stadium, and couldn't think of anyone more deserving than Frank Thomas. What else you got for us today, James? Yeah, because I know with Frank Thomas, I know if he gets a statue, and it, and I mean if he if they get a statue of him, and he'll be out there in front of Plainsman Park by by himself as a statue, I think to make it a little bit more interesting to actually put um, Bo Jackson next to him as well because he is a really great two-time sport athlete at the University of Auburn. He played football one year, and then he played baseball another year. So I think that, that will be a really, really good thing to see um, Bo Jackson to actually be um, a statue in and Plainsman Park as well. Yeah, well, he he played baseball and football uh, both more than one year. Actually, played him uh, both all four years he was here, except for his senior year in baseball, he didn't play it. Um, but yeah, his number is retired by Auburn baseball, so uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing a Bo Jackson baseball statue as well. Yes, as well. And then with the name uh, Plainsman Park, I think that's one of Auburn's first. Uh, baseball head coaches that actually coached at Auburn, if I'm not mistaken? No, it's just the nickname. It's one of the nicknames for Auburn. You know, you got the Auburn Tigers. Auburn says War Eagle. That's another nickname is the Plainsman. So that's why they call it Plainsman Park. So with that name, where for me asking as an Auburn fan, where did that name actually came from? Did somebody actually vote that in, or did somebody make a mistake on that, or how did that work? So, uh, you know, uh, Auburn is known as uh, the loveliest village on the plains, right? So so mm-hmm. if you live on the plains, you are a plainsman. So the Auburn Plainsman, it's, the Auburn plainsman is a newspaper that gets published from Auburn. Uh, so it, it comes from that. It comes from the fact that it is known as the yeah. loveliest village on the plains. So no oh, mistakes. Okay. Okay. Now I see the whole thing because I think it came from a local newspaper as well. And then... 
with all the different traditions that we've done over the years. Uh, one of the traditions that we still do to this day is rolling Tumor's Corner. And most of the, most of the Auburn fans always ask me like the backstory of the rolling of the trees. And I always tell them the actual origin, the real story of that. And it actually came from the, the, um, there used to be a bank right across the street from, uh, Tumor's Corner, which was Auburn Bank years ago like in the 1840s and they used to have like these little ticker taker uh ticker paper and uh some of the fans when alabama and auburn actually played alabama uh lost to auburn and they actually uh knew that auburn the auburn fans knew that we were going to beat alabama in the 1972 iron bowl with former Alabama head coach uh, Paul William Bear Bryant. And that was their first loss in their seasonal uh, in their seasonal game against Auburn as well. And that game is really known as one of the one of the baddest games in Auburn football history as well. Well James, did you know that you were talking on the Auburn Bank phone line right now? Oh yes, I am. I actually am. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we are the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank lives on to this day. They've just moved locations a little bit, but they are they are the proud sponsor of our Auburn uh, or our sports call phone line. And you're talking on the Auburn Bank phone line right now, so carrying on the Auburn Bank tradition. Uh, you got anything else for us before we have to let you go today? Um, I don't have anything for y'all today, but I would have something for y'all on Friday. I would be talking about my Auburn um, memories that have actually been to so many games over the years as well. All right. We can't wait to hear from that. We can't wait to hear from you tomorrow, James. All right. Sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. That was James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341. Locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. It's how you get on that Auburn Bank phone line. We'll get to more of your phone calls in just a little bit. J.J. Jackson stepped out of the studio had to take care of some company business. It's myself, Brooke Shoulders, and Brant Daughtry holding down the fort. Give J.J. the shirt. <laughs> Give him the shirt. We haven't used that phrase in a little Give bit. Give him the shirt. Give him the shirt. Haven't used it since softball season, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, before we go to our top of the hour break, we got a few minutes left here. Let's go. I don't think we've talked about this yet this week, and if we have, I haven't. So let's talk about the Sports Call Player of the Week, shall we? Sports Call's Player of the Week. Auburn closer Blake Burkhalter is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Presented by Eric McDade State Farm. The SEC's leader in saves stepped up in Auburn's series win against Oregon State in the Corvallis Super Regional, pitching three and two-thirds innings and notching two saves over the three games, sending the Tigers through to Omaha. His big performance came in Game 3 when he was brought in with one out in the seventh inning. With Auburn clinging to a one-run lead, Burkhalter retired all eight batters he faced, including five strikeouts. Blake Burkhalter is Sports Calls Player of the Week. Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewithericcom Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. Blake Burkhalter is Sports Call's Player of the Week. 
That's me in the recording, that not me you. as in that's Blake Burkhalter. No. Blake Burkhalter is not in the studio. That is correct. He's he in is, Omaha. He is in Omaha. Getting ready for a big series this week, and hopefully he can uh, continue the, his dominant ways that were this past weekend. Came in through quite a few good innings for the Tigers. Yeah. Um, and he won Sports Calls Player of the Week, brought to you by our friends over at Eric McDade State Park. Eric will be here just a little bit for covering the bases with Eric McDade State Farm. So this is appropriate to talk about the Player of the Week before we get him in the studio. But yeah, Blake Burkhalter came in and was just dealing when he was uh, when he was called upon in that series versus Oregon State. Yeah, a, a lot of really high pressure situations he was called into, and he answered the bell every time. Uh, I, I mean, in that game three, he had the last what eight eight yep. hitters had the last eight hitters and got them all out. Uh, was was absolutely lights out in the, in the highest pressure moments, and uh, Auburn is not in Omaha without him. Uh, it, plain and simple, yeah. it's it's been a it, this this Auburn team has really scrapped and clawed, and Blake Burkhalter's been a real part of that. And it's super impressive what Blake's done. It, really, for both the regionals and the super regionals, there was any number of Auburn baseball players we could have picked. But I was uh, say, there there were several guys that you could have put the mantra: Auburn would not be in Omaha without X. Yes, absolutely. And, but Blake Her- Blake Burkhalter stepped up this weekend. And yeah, for sure. Lights out. We'll talk about Blake Burkhalter continuing more obviously because he's a big part of this bullpen for the Auburn Tigers. But we'll also talk about him in just a little bit. We'll have Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn. will join us in just a little bit. We'll talk to him about uh, Blake Burkhalter, and we'll talk to him about the pitching performance that Auburn ha- uh, had this weekend across the board. And then, of course, we'll talk about the upcoming weekend. The, the Auburn Tigers have announced that Joseph Gonzalez will be Game 1 starter. I mentioned this on the show Tuesday uh, when I was last on, if maybe they were going to change things up after Trace Bright's uh, outing against Oregon State, and they did, in fact, change things up. They're going Joseph Gonzalez, game one, try to get out ahead of the uh, the sticks this time and try to get a game one win. Uh, a little more confident right now in Joseph Gonzalez getting that game one win uh, than anybody else. But the Auburn Tigers getting ready for a big weekend. Blake Burkhalter getting ready for a big weekend. Can he defend his Sports Call Player of the Week title. We shall see. We certainly hope so. This weekend in Omaha. That is going to end our number one. When we come back on the other side of this break, it is your Braves update as well. When we get back to the show, we'll talk to Zach Blackerby in the second hour, as well as Eric McDade from Eric McDade State Farm. with covering the bases with Eric McDade State Farm. I'm Brooks Childress. J.J. Jackson will be back in the studio in just a moment. Brant Daughtry's still here. Yeah, he is. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Sports Call. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. 
Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. We hope that everyone is doing well on this Thursday. We're one day away from the Auburn Tigers uh, getting set for the College World Series to open up. Auburn will play on Saturday against Ole Miss, so two days away officially from that. We're thrilled, though, because right now we get the opportunity to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and catch up with a good friend of the program, Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn's, here with us. Zach, greetings, my friend. How are you? I am on the phone with DJJ Jackson, so how could it get any better? <laughs> I appreciate the kind words. Uh, it's a little hot. Uh, are you feeling okay knowing the weather outside? Uh, yeah, it's toasty. It's toasty, but I'm used to hanging around you, JJ, so I'm used to it. <laughs> exactly. You're far too kind. All right, let's get let's get right into it then. We've got uh, Auburn baseball, man, going back to the College World Series. I don't think many people saw this coming, but boy, this team's been a whole lot of fun to root for. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I think going into the season, the folks that may have seen this coming are the guys on the roster, and I think the list kind of stops there. And look, this team just slowly figured things out over the course of the season, and when it mattered most in regional play, they were able to figure it all out and obviously exploded for 51 runs and all of that. And then on the road in the Corvallis Super Regional, what an incredible showing there, too. So, yeah, this team is slowly figured it out and uh, you know there were a lot of questions about the batting there's a lot of questions about the pitching going into the season and they they figured it out and even even you know halfway through the year was like man how are they gonna figure out this bullpen and then you see guys step up armstrong stepped up um i mean you've seen tommy sheehan really really step up i mean there's just so much to like about this roster it's really come together Zach, after the the in the baseball, after you watched the Tigers at the Auburn Regional kind of run through the field, yeah. do you think it was very beneficial for them to go out to Oregon State and get tested by the Beavers? I think so. And, and look, I think Auburn got tested in the Auburn Regional too. It's so funny how quick the goalposts move, right? I mean, we're we're all watching the selection show, and Auburn's in the last part of the bracket that gets announced, and immediately everyone's like. Uh, Auburn screwed. There's no way Auburn's getting out of this, or what an unlucky draw for Auburn. And then they win it, and they don't really get any extra respect. You know, they're still seen as one of the worst teams in super regional play, and they go on the road and beat one of the best teams. I mean, Oregon State's been one of the best teams all year when you look at what they've been able to accomplish in their pitching staff. And they found a way to win three, uh, two of three really gritty games, and you're still seeing rankings out there that Auburn – uh, is the worst team in Omaha, even though with the exception of Notre Dame, they've probably had, um, they've probably had the toughest road to Omaha, and, and they've, they've kind of handled every blow on the way there. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's beneficial. Not that this team was lacking confidence, um, but, I mean, you certainly can feel like if you can go to Corvallis and beat Oregon State in baseball, you can beat anybody. And then looking at this team, there's a few guys on it that made the last trip to Omaha back in 2019. Do you think it helps that you've got some guys on there that's familiar with the setup there in Omaha when, you know, last time you were there, you got swept out in two games coming in now and you got this riding this wave of momentum. You've got guys there that kind of know what it was like to be there to help mentor some of the younger guys. Look, I mean, this program's not where it was in 2019. It's taken a step forward, but Thompson talked about that, and when he refers to 2019, that short stint there, he calls it 0-2 in a barbecue. Um, 
which sounds weird when I say it, but when he says it, it sounds really cool. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think all of that matters. I mean, experience matters. I mean, rarely in any sport do you see a team that hasn't been making the playoff, and then all of a sudden they make the playoff and they go on a run. That's just you don't really see that. You usually see steps. Um, you usually see progression, and so. Coach Thompson, you know, he said it clear as day what the expectations were after Auburn won the Auburn region. It was like, Omaha's not the goal. A national championship is the goal. And so they're excited that they're there, obviously, because if you're there in Omaha, you're one of the eight teams, you've got a chance. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think the more times you do anything, of course it helps. Zach, we, we talked about this earlier in the show, but I want to get your opinion on this. If I say Auburn's not in Omaha without blank, who are you filling in the blank with? I think you could say a lot of guys. Um, I think you obviously could say Coach Thompson. I think you obviously could say Sonny Deshara. I think you could obviously say Joseph Gonzalez. But, um, you know, some of these role players that you don't really think of and they're not really getting a whole lot of praise, but like Blake Burkhalter, what he did, you know, as far as most saves and, and, and holds in, in the SEC this year, that's obviously something that uh, is going to be – nearly impossible to replicate once he's gone. Carson Skipper, I mean, what he did in Corvallis was really, really special and really, really flashy. And those guys aren't really getting as much love as the Sunny D's are, and that's fine. Sunny deserves every bit of it. But um, this is a team. I mean, this is a full-fledged – I mean, Blake Brambush, I mean, that guy gets on base like every time he's at bat. I mean, it, it's just crazy um, how, how much offense – and how many different role players they have. Case and Howell, I mean, you mentioned guys that have been here before. I mean, Case and Howell has just been a leader on this team for a long, long time. And, uh, I mean, he, uh, <laughs> he made some pretty incredible grabs uh, from that center field spot all season as well. So uh, that's a tough one to answer, or I guess it's easy. I mean, you could say so many different guys, but that's probably not what you wanted to hear. Am I fair to credit you with uh, sort of the, the thick king takeover for, for the Sonny DeShera fans out there? <laughs> that is uh, that is 100% Lindsey Crosby. I may have used Locked on Auburn and you know some of my Twitter following to help push that forward, but uh, it was really fun. And you know Lindsey Crosby with AuburnDaily.com, he's covered this Auburn baseball team all year better than anyone. So when you do that, naturally he gets to kind of know some of the parents a little bit and so uh, he did an interview with Sonny's mom and, and did a feature towards the start of the season, and she absolutely loved it. We reached out to Sonny. Uh, we did an NIL deal with him to, to launch a specific shirt, the Thick King shirt. It's got his autograph on it with a silhouette of him being on second base. But, yeah, there's a lot to, uh, lot to like about Sonny Deshara. Um, I think they tried to push the Italian stallion, but memes and the Internet wins. Thick King it is. I remember doing a game this year and being on the broadcast for the SEC Network Plus with Mark Fuller referring to Sonny DeShera as the Thick King, and, and, and Mark Fuller looked at me like I had three heads, and I'm like, oh, it's out there. It's on the internet. You're just not in the right spot. So uh, I didn't did, know did, that. Did you just flex? Did you just flex I, on I tried me? to. I tried to. You picked up on that? Well done. Well done. Not too subtle, but very, very strong. And see, this is where I was hoping that you were going to flex about being able to, you know, we, we put this together with Sonny, and, and we were just going back and forth. That's what we do. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I want to flex by letting people know that I listened to Locked on Auburn yesterday. Uh, as a, this is a great transition here, and I'm now talking to the host of Locked on Auburn, Zach Blackerby, here on Sports Call. And on yesterday's pod, I thought you and Mike G had a fun little segment where uh, you were going through five players that were not talking about enough. 
And Zach, when you're responsible with doing a podcast five days a week, talking Auburn football, I'm sure there are certain guys that you talk about a ton, right? Yeah, yeah, there are. And, um, you know, obviously there's metrics and things that, like, people respond more when you say certain guys in the title and all that. But, you know, there's a few guys that I think are going to be really solid role players on this team. And, look, that's what wins football games in the SEC is your depth pieces on your defensive line. You know, who's your number two linebacker that can help step up next to Owen Papo or Cam Riley or, you know, who's the corner that steps in and fills in and maybe makes that hole that – you know, um, that, that was less last year with Roger McCreary leaving, you know, who makes that a little bit easier to, you know, move on from. And, and Auburn's got some of those guys. And, look, there's so much attention about the quarterback positions, and there's so much attention to, you know, the lack of experience in the wide receiver room and, you know, what's going to happen with the offensive line this year and then following this season all these guys leave. Um, but there's some really solid role players on this team. You know, Zacchevious Walker was on my list, the guy that, isn't going to start this year, I don't think. He certainly could, but I don't think he's going to. But uh, I think this defensive line unit is going to be like it was under Rodney Garner a few years ago when you had Marlon Davidson and, and Derek Brown. They rotated a ton of guys. And, and I think you're going to see that again because you have guys like Dehebius Walker, because you have guys like Marquise Burks. And so you know, those are some of those guys. I put Wesley Steiner on that list just because I think his athleticism is too valuable to, to keep him off the field. Um, but yeah, yeah, ton of ton of role players on this team that aren't getting enough love. Zach, when you look at this wide receiver room, you just talked about it. Not a whole lot of experience, but there's a ton of guys there that have a lot of potential. You know, I think mm-hmm. of uh, Devarius Johnson and Coy Moore, the LSU transfer. Uh, who do you think in that wide receiver room is going to step up? Who do you think Auburn's number one wide receiver is going to be? And you know, who who are the guys that are going to contribute the most this year? I think they're going to try to make it Shedrick Jackson. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think they're going to try. And I think they tried that at times last year, too. Um, he's certainly a leader. He's certainly a guy you want on the field. He's been on the field a ton the last two, uh, two seasons. Obviously saw more action on the receiving end last year than the year before, just more than just blocking downfield. So I think Shedrick Jackson's the easy answer. But, guys, I am extremely high on Coy Moore. Like, I, I think that dude gets it. He wasn't really given that much of an opportunity, but whenever he was given an opportunity to LSU, he made the most of it. All this guy does is get first downs. And when you look at a passing attack that struggled to get first downs at times last year, um, you take that. You take that. And so will the opportunity be there? I think that's the big question. And, look, he's coming in late in the process. Um, It's really tough for a guy to just come in and start right away, but you saw it with some of the transfers that Brian Harson brought in post-spring last year. Marcus Harris was a huge role. You know, by Darius Knighton was a big piece. Um, so it's possible. It's, it's certainly possible. Um, talking to folks that are close to him that, um, that, that were gracious enough to reach out and kind of give me some information. I mean, it, it sounds like he is extremely, extremely into studying playbooks and studying film. Um, talked to Cole Pinkston with On3 on my show earlier this week, and they were, uh, they were out front of the athletics department waiting for some official visitors to leave to get some interviews and out comes Zach Calzada and Coy Moore after um after they just got done with a workout they were deep in thought uh, talking about um you know schemes and, and, and timing and things like that even after the workout was done so I think Coy Moore has a chance to lead Auburn in both receptions and receiving yards next year I'm very very high on his approach so far and look I mean that fits in with Brian Harson wants 
right? I mean, Brian Harson wants these dudes that are 100% football, 100% do it the right way, no shortcuts. I think Coy Moore is all about that. And Zach, uh, I want to kind of touch on what you you, you kind of touched on it there. You talked to Cole Pinkston from On3 earlier this week. We've been seeing all this stuff on Twitter and on social medias about all these official visits coming in and you're setting up all these elaborate you know meals and, and yeah. views of campus. And you addressed it with him on the show, but when is Auburn going to start seeing the results of some of this? Right, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the guys that are coming to Auburn, they've got, you know, the next two weekends of official visits already planned. And so, I mean, the odds of you getting the guy to commit when he's already got official visits scheduled to other places, um, that's tough. That's a tough one. And so um, I, I think a lot of these guys are going to take their four or five official visits throughout June and July, and then they're going to announce before their senior season starts, before, you know, these fall camps open up in these high schools and they get back to work. And so and then there's other cases like um, Brock Glenn. I think he's Auburn's primary quarterback target. He's really Auburn's only quarterback target at this point for the 2023 class after they lost Chris Vizena to Clemson. And he, um, you know, he, he's going to be competing in the Elite 11 finals on June 28th. And he's made it pretty clear to everybody that he's talked to, hey, I want to go to that representing a school. And I think Auburn's going to win that battle. I think he'll – if I had to guess, he'd be um, Auburn's next commitment. And then once you get a quarterback, you know, you usually bring some folks with you. So that'd be, that'd be fun to see. But um, Ohio State offered him last week or maybe the week before that, and he's got an official visit, I believe it's this weekend, to Ohio State. So if Auburn can hold them off, I think, uh, I think it'll be all Auburn for Brockland. He's on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Locked on Auburn is uh, one of the best podcasts that you're going to find out there. It is the best podcast daily that you can find for Auburn athletics. Zach, what do you want to promote? What do you want to plug here? Uh, I just want everybody to know that JJ and I are actually friends. It's not just something we do on the radio. That's what's most important. Yeah. I appreciate the time as always. We'll do this again soon, okay? Hey, thanks, guys. All right, that's Zach Blackerby joining us there on the uh, the Auburn Bank phone line. We are, in fact, friends. Uh, we've got lunch set up for tomorrow. Oh. Going to get a chance to go. Am I invited? Catch up with him, and we might have to set something up. Yeah, we'll see what takes place. I don't think I'm invited. We'll see what takes place. That's yeah, I don't, um, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to yeah. see Zach tomorrow. That's I don't the think you and I are going to see Zach right tomorrow. <laughs> we got to take a quick timeout on the other side of this break. More of your phone calls. Andy Bertram still to come in the hour uh, at 5.15, I should say, and then we'll cover the bases with Eric McDade State Farm when he stops by. All that coming up next and more right here on on Sports Call. Do you want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson alongside Brooks Childress and Brayton Daughtry. Thanks again to Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn for joining us. Coming up in just a little bit, Eric McDade. We'll cover the bases with him when he stops by here in our studio. As right now, we want to take this opportunity to go to our Auburn Bank phone line. New friend of the program. It's our good buddy Felix from Mobile has called into the program. Felix, tell me the good word. How are you? 
Hey guys, how y'all doing? Great. How about yourself? I've been doing good. I'm, I'm uh, looking at all of the stuff on Twitter and uh, seeing our new recruits come in for tw- uh, uh, 2023. Uh, no kidding. It's a busy good. time of year for recruiting. Right. Uh, and, I mean, I mean, they are coming in swarms. It looks beautiful. The, the uh, right tackle, Davenport, that's a, that's a huge boy. That's a huge boy. Oh, yeah. Any any of these offensive linemen that Auburn gets in here, they're, they're all going to be usually upwards of 6'4", 6'5", and – Hovering around 300, 315 pounds, somewhere in there. So yeah, there's there's some real big dudes coming on campus right now. The defensive linemen are going to be the same, and yeah, Auburn is going after just about every big name that they can get a hold of right now. I saw they offered a kid from Arizona earlier today, a big six foot five wide receiver from uh, the state of Arizona. So they're uh, recruiting is in full swing right now. Right, and uh, there's a a, a node or or, or foes or something like that. I can't remember what exactly, uh, but he's a four four star uh, four star lead. What he is, but anyway, uh, like, like as another thing. Oh, I got a question about the quarterback. All right, I know everybody asked you about the quarterback thing. It's, it's, it's we, an ongoing you, question. We will uh, we will be asked a lot about the quarterbacks in the coming months. But go ahead. Uh, so all right. Um, let me get this straight. So, all right, just say for instance, Kazada, he, he uh, he's a junior, right? He's a sophomore. Sophomore. Okay, good. Okay, so he is essentially. I mean, say say just say for instance, he does well this year, and he takes um, and he plays one more year for us, which makes him a junior. And and then, uh, do we have anybody on like say the twenty three, twenty four class? I think they're trying to pour that that Auburn, the guy named Auburn. With twenty three class, right? Yeah. Um, so right now you've got on campus freshman uh, Holden Gurner is the guy that uh, he was the first guy who ever committed to Brian Harson while he was at Auburn. Uh, right. pe- people are really really high on him. Thought he had a chance to be the starter coming uh, into spring ball. I don't know if that's going to work out or not, but he's kind of one option for the future. The other guy is you're right, Bro- Brock Glenn. Brock is his middle name. His first name is Auburn. Yeah. Uh, and he got offered by Ohio State last week, so I think this weekend he's going to tra- take a trip up to Columbus. But uh, right now it looks like it's between Auburn and Ohio State, and uh, Auburn is very, very heavily favored to get him, and he ex- he's expected to commit in the next couple of weeks. That's 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 just great, man. I mean, I I, I think our, our you know even even this year, I, I I actually tell you the truth. I mean, I don't think this year is going to be a bad year. I, I believe. That. I know. I mean, you don't you know put pen to paper on this, but I believe it's going to be at least a seven, a seven win, maybe eight win. I mean, it it it, it don't look that bad. I mean, it really doesn't. I don't believe that six and six thing. Though. I, I just I just can't get behind that. There's no way. There's no way. Not all these not all these JUCOs that's on there, especially that uh, Maja or somewhere. But uh, I mean, there's just too many good defensive players. Too many. I mean, the 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 front. Uh, Offensive line looks a little light, of course, you know, a little bit, but but not like the edge. I think we got only like four edge or something like that going in. Yeah, you've but, got a yeah. Derek, Derek Hall is going to be your main one there, and Eku Leota behind him. Both of them are. Uh, Eku said earlier this offseason that he and Derek both expect double digit sacks this year. So uh, the, set the bar high. Yeah, the the edge position at Auburn looks really good right now. I'm I, I think you got some really nice pieces there. Yeah, so I mean, you know, like I said, I, I just don't, I just don't, I'm not buying into to the six six, maybe like seven or seven or eight wins, but not no six six. There's no way. There's, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for for the little uh, let me call and uh, taking some knowledge from y'all and everything. Uh, hope y'all have a good one. 
No doubt about that, Felix. We appreciate the call from you, and good to hear from you. That's our buddy Felix from Mobile joining us on the program. Called in about three times last month, and now yeah. we're getting to hear from him again. It's always good to uh, to catch up with him and, and go from there. So we've got our next commercial break due up here. And on the other side, that guy Eric McDade, he's in the building. He's going to stop by and say hello to us. It's coming up next here on Sports Call. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. All right, welcome back in. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM. J.J. Jackson, Brant Autry, Brooks Childress here inside our studios. And now, boy, oh boy, are we excited. Eric McDade, State Farm in the building. E-Money's here. Yes, sir. Uh, we're covering the bases. Got a lot to catch up on. You've recently been on vacation. Yes, sir. Um, which is always much needed. You had a good time? Had a good time, man. I'm, I'm feeling refreshed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, always, uh, that's always an important thing. And you said that you were actually kind of eager to get back to work, get back to the office. I was, man. I, I mean, vacation's always nice, man, but I was gone for like nine or ten days. And, you know, after a while, man, you keep spending money and yeah. eating out, uh, you know, everywhere, every, every meal. I got to spend 30, 40 bucks. Right. Or more. It depending. starts to add up it a little bit. Adding up, man. Yeah. I start to put on a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> man, let's get back to some home cooking and, and and so yeah, it was good. It was good to be away, but I'm, I'm glad to be back. So we've talked a little bit about your uh, uh, your son and and his soccer career and everything that's going on right yeah. now, and and your daughter's in the middle school years and very active in that regard. How do you stay active? I play a little basketball when I can. Okay, you know uh, that's that's the only way I can get exercise in i'm not much of like just running right that's really boring to me <laughs> yeah. so amen i try to play a little basketball man to kind of keep me keep me in shape are you a Good gym cardio. guy at all i'm not a gym guy man I don't, yeah yeah no i don't I'm like not either yeah I, I mean i don't like lifting weights man it's it's, it's heavy uh it is <laughs> and then you feel like you just feel terrible the next day i yeah, mean man. it's just i i've tried okay I, i've never been a gym rat man shout out to coach talbert man used to have me lifting weights all the time in high school <laughs> yeah. listen man i was trying to put on some weight but that's never been my thing so when, when in the era of sports call that daily my co-host would be trevon reed and deshaun davis two guys that have played nfl snaps and all sec careers and were just outstanding in their time at auburn and yeah. uh, many sec victories they said, I got to get in the gym. I, I, I got to do it. And so I would go work out with them, Brent. Yeah. And the next day, I would not know how to use my body anymore. Yeah. 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 I just, I didn't know what, to, I liked it because I don't, when I go into a gym, I don't know what I'm doing in there. Yeah. And so from that aspect, they were very, very uh, helpful and energetic. And they were like, dude, we got to do this. Like, JJ's going to be a monster yeah, when we're right done. <laughs> and it's starting to get me right. But I was just like, I don't know how to move after this. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, I'm going to stick to the pickup basketball that I absolutely love. Yep. Got to take care of my knee um, after some of the ACL injuries that I've been through, that sort of thing. But then we're fired up because this coming Tuesday, our softball season gets started again. Oh, yeah. And the station, we've got a team. 
were the Thunder Chickens. I mean, you told me about the Chicken yeah. last time. Man. Yeah, I mean, y'all and can't be worse than last time. <laughs> we we only had one win last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was a forfeit it's, win. It's, it's only up from here. That is, and that so, is true. It yeah. is hard to be worse. <laughs> We're now five days away from the start of the season. You're We're ready? counting. It. I'm ready. We had one practice. It went okay. Practice went pretty good. Yeah. Practice went pretty good. And we're going to be ready to play on Tuesday. Uh, Y'all going to knock them out. We're trying. I can feel it. We're trying. The NBA Finals. Yes, sir. They've been going on. We haven't spoke since they started. Uh, And and I remember when we were kind of figuring out when we would be able to get back together, I was like, well, if it's a quick series, it's going to be over. Um, But it hasn't been. It's been competitive. It's been back and forth. And we've got game six. Coming up a little bit later tonight between the Warriors and the Celtics. Celtics were up 2-1, and now the Warriors are up three games to two in Boston. You think the Warriors can close it out? Closing it out tonight, man. You think so? Yeah, it's over. It. It's over. I mean, I like the Celtics. They they fought. You know, they're just they're young and kind of inexperienced. I think in this situation, man, you're going to see. Steph Curry rise to the occasion tonight. You know, he's got a chance to get that fourth ring. Yeah. I think he's going to. And he, he played bad last game, shooting-wise. I mean, I don't think he played bad. He just he shot poorly. I think it's the first time in four years he hadn't made a three. He was like 0 for 9. Right. That ain't happening again. You know, so he's going to come out tonight. He's going to be hitting. You got game six, Clay. Uh, it's, it's going down. Yeah, tonight, game six, Clay is yeah, a thing, and we'll see what happens. So, were you watching during game five as Steph just can't make a shot? Yeah, yeah. That was surreal, man. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, because you know what I mean. Because everybody wants to tell you that, hey, this guy's made a three pointer every game. The, oh, the thing that's similar with LeBron, and of course it's basketball, so I got to talk LeBron here. The streak that I really care about is LeBron has gone in double digit scoring for. Like the long – I mean, it's just insane how many games he's done in a row. He's gotten injured before and came out – there was like a game against the Hawks last year, made one quick three to go from seven to ten points, and was like, I'm good, all right. Yeah. And then <laughs> went and took care of the body or whatever. But like – and the same was there with Steph with this three-point streak. And I was like, there's no way. Like, one of these is going to go in, yeah. and none of them did. The guy time, went 0 for 9. Yeah, every time he shoots the ball anyway, you think it's going in. So it's just yeah. kind of crazy to watch him like, not make one. As soon as the game ended, I told folks, I said, the first three-pointer he shoots in game six oh. will go in. Uh, it yeah. just feels like that's going to happen gonna, with he's him. He's going to go off tonight. Clay's going to be locked in. I think, I think, man, unless Tatum – Goes for 40, 45 right. tonight. It's going to be tough for the He's looked hurt. It, yeah. His shoulder looks like it's been bothering him a little bit. Um, and also, he just hasn't played on this big of a – nobody on the Celtics nice. had played a finals game. Nobody played a finals game. Yeah. And in it's game different. one, they got big contributions from Al Horford and Derek White. They haven't given them as much right. lately. Uh, so, yeah, Boston in Bo- – that could help yeah. the fact that this game is being played in Boston because – Man, those fans have been ruthless. I mean, I would love to see it go seven. Yeah, you know, that's just—I mean, just for the love of the game, you know. But I just don't see it. I, I think, I think the Warriors are—they're ready, and, and they've been waiting a couple years to get back on this stage. Yeah, and it's—it's it's, it's time. Man. What have you thought, Brent? I, I think y'all touched on it already. I, the Warriors have been here and done this. You know, the the Celtics are all brand new. You, game six, Clay is a real thing. Um, Draymond had his best game of the series finally contributed in, in a meaningful way and Steph is coming off a game where he didn't make a three-pointer he didn't score a whole lot so he's he's going to be anxious to get his scoring going again I, I mean Wiggins yeah Andrew Wiggins has been playing out of his mind uh, had a, an incredible game I mean good night he's 
he was written off as a bust. Yeah. Like people rid off, wrote off, writ, writ off, wrote off Andrew Wiggins. Um, An all-star this year for the first yeah. time in his career, yeah. but yet the Perfect number one overall pick and yeah. really hadn't done as much as he would have liked to accomplish coming out of Kansas. Yeah, but he's he's been really good for them. Uh, I just I think the experience of Golden State's going to take over. Um, and, you know, as a, I don't know if they get it done in six, but if they do go to a game seven, and obviously game sevens are – are a different animal, but uh, I, I think in Golden State they pull it out there. If not tonight, what have you thought about the atmosphere in those Boston games? Um, I love Boston. It. Boston is an incredible sports city. Uh, their fans are ruthless, for better or worse, but they <laughs> they they always make it entertaining. Yeah, I mean that's... they start fu Draymond chants. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that that is. No one else does that. I mean, Draymond, New York does Draymond that. Draymond will make you do it, though. <laughs> New York does that. Yeah. Anybody will make you do it is Draymond Green. I'm telling you. I mean, any anytime the Hawks go on the road, it's F Trey Young, right? You know? But yeah. I, I noticed that because I'm a Hawks fan. But yeah, Draymond, Draymond, Draymond gets under people's skin. Oh, yeah. I, I respect Draymond for the fact that he's willing to be the bad guy, right? But I, I would, I, I, I Draymond having played in the NBA for this long, having done this for this long. And having never gotten punched in the face is baffling to me. Not that I dislike Draymond or I want to see him get punched in the face. It's just that that attitude in that league. How has he gone this long, just getting away with this? Essentially, hey, Draymond made a good point the other day, though, man. He said back in the '80s when they when they were doing all this fighting, you know, if you got fined, it was maybe two thousand dollars. Yeah. And nowadays, if you punch Draymond Green, man, you probably gonna have to pay a hundred thousand yeah. dollars fine. <laughs> no, nobody want to, you know, pay a Lamborghini fine just to punch Draymond right I, 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 I might take a chance though that guy <laughs> that guy gets on the I mean he gets under my skin just watching him sometimes but I guess he's one of those guys man where if he's on your favorite team you love him love him yeah, yeah. absolutely team you hate him but yeah I, they're, they're fun to watch man I'm just glad to see them back on this stage because you know a lot of people didn't think they could do it without Durant and right so see them get back which is weird to me because they did it without Durant exactly twice exactly so to see them get back and be on on the verge of winning it it's pretty cool yeah man. No, I'm excited to see what can happen tonight, to see if they can close it out. And Draymond's somebody that's obviously got a, a bit of a polarizing personality, but he's just so animated all the time, yeah. which I can appreciate. And I will he say... He plays hard. He's, he, he does play really, really hard. hard. He is one of those guys that it's like, you want him to be on your team. He's been a defensive player of the year. He has been outstanding. He started to be a little bit more efficient, although he's not making any three-point shots <laughs> whatsoever right now. Uh, from the Warriors fan perspective, though, you know there are moments where when he is kind of going at referees yeah. in these big games, it's like, hey, buddy, yeah, chill out. they're in charge. Yeah. We don't yeah. need a technical. Yeah. So that there's a chance if you keep adding those up, suspensions come into play, yeah. and then two and you're out of the game, and Draymond has fouled out of three of the five games. Yeah, he, he, don't, yeah. Yeah, he sure has. <laughs> now that guy, he doesn't have off switch. I mean, yeah. that's just kind of what comes with Draymond, so you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What have we thought about Jalen Brown? He's been good. I mean, I just feel like they, you know, they're just not – they're one player away probably. You know, Jalen Brown's really good, but him and Tatum, they both – they needed this experience yeah. to be able to, you know, you'll Go see to the them, next step. I think yeah. you'll see them come back next year and be even better if they don't win it this year. Jalen's been solid, though. I mean, if they – he's got to get – He's got to get better. He's got to get his handle up. But he has some games where he can just really score. But when he's cold, he's cold. So it's he, just kind of tough. The dribble is the funny thing. Yeah, I he's mean, he get just handle. He's got to work on his handle. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, such a great shooter from the wing. Yeah. So athletic. Oh my gosh! If that yeah. guy's leaping in the air and could finish around the rim and that sort of thing. But it's like 
I want you to be able to put the ball on the floor and go do some things. Yeah, if he and gets his handle, that's just part of his game. Hasn't been there. He can become a superstar if he gets his handle right. So yeah, yeah it'll be. I think this will be a good experience for them. Like I said, if they don't win it, they'll be real hungry coming in the next year for sure. What have you thought about Boston just in general? Their their team, their players, their their cast. Uh, I mean, I feel like Jason Tatum is their guy, right? You know, he's he's been their number one all year. He's he leads the playoffs in points scored. Yeah. Um, but he's had some really quiet games. You know, he's he's had moments where he's disappeared for a little bit, and I feel like that's his next step. And he's still super young. He's got a lot of time to make that next step. But I think him him coming to the stage and getting this experience, while he may not pull through you know he's had a couple of you know 12 15 point games stuff like that but this this will i feel like having this experience can push him over the edge to superstar and you know he's he has the playoff experience he has the finals experience to where he'll be back i think he'll be back in the finals uh before his career is over and he'll he'll perform better you know and even if he doesn't perform super well now and if if he's not performing super well i just don't know if if the celtics can pull it out I just think this is the way the NBA goes. You know, that's just – you watch it. I mean, young team against yeah. an old, experienced team. Yeah. I mean, rarely do you see that young team really be able to pull it out at this stage. And that's just kind of the rite of passage, man. Boston got to go through this. You know, they got to they gotta, they gotta hold this L this year. And yeah. Then maybe maybe be able to retool in the offseason and yeah. come back and do it next year. But we'll, we'll see if they're able to pull something off tonight at home and then game sevens, you know, who knows, although it is in Golden State and, and that's a tough place to play, tough fan base to be there cheering – and with that being said, uh, with with Tatum and what he's been able, just inefficient a lot of the ways. Like his three point shot's been okay this series, but around the rim he's been missing a few more. It really does feel like his shoulders bothering him. This season just turned twenty four years old in March. Did Jason Tatum, and he was named first team All NBA. There are only five guys in the entire league that are named first-team All-NBA. And for the first time in his career, Jason Tatum was one of those selections at the small forward spot, a spot that's been held down by the likes of LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and Giannis Antetokounmpo has been in that spot a good bit. And it was Jason Tatum above everybody else that was there. So, yeah, I truly do feel like we're just kind of seeing the start of what he's going to become. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so the finals will take place tonight, Game 6, between Boston and Golden State. Also, since we've last spoke with you, Eric, we've uh, got Auburn. All of a sudden, their baseball team's going to Omaha. They're going to be playing in the College World Series on yeah. Saturday. That's yeah, pretty cool, man. I, I'm I'm going to be honest. I've watched one baseball game all year, and it was <laughs> one the other night that sent them to Omaha. <laughs> I, That's a good a, one to jump in. Yeah, not a big, huge baseball fan, man. I just, you know, uh, it's hard for me to watch the entire games, but – uh, man, really proud of what they've been able to do. That's 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 neat. I mean, I, what's this? Two times in three years? Yeah. Yep. To the College World Series, so maybe they can pull it off, man. Uh, it's, it's four SEC teams. Correct. Four of the eight. So man. double elimination, and then you play a three-game series if you make it to the championship. It to, yeah. So it's four. It's potted for everybody. Potted into two groups of four, and they will essentially play a regional like they did this past week. Auburn will be taking on Ole Miss. And then they've got Arkansas and Stanford, I believe, in their spot. So how how did we do against Ole Miss in the regular season? That's a great question to ask, Brant. Uh, lost the series in the regular season. First game was absolutely brutal. They won like so. They what, what, what were the scores of those games? Game one, Ole Miss won thirteen to six. Game two, I was on the mic. I actually got to call this game for the SEC Network Plus, and Auburn Flex. won nineteen to five. 
So they lost 13-6. Then Auburn won 19-5. That's a wash. And then Ole Miss took the last game 15-2. Oh, wow. And at the time, Ole Miss was the number one team in the country. And then after that three-game series, they fell way off and were one of the very last teams to even make it into the 64-team field. So they've had the talent. They've just been really inconsistent, and now they're back playing good baseball at the right time of the year. The good news for Auburn, though, is that they're going to start Joseph Gonzalez in this game against Ole Miss. Joseph Gonzalez has been the ace for Auburn all year. His ERA is under three right now, um, and they did not see him in that series. Joseph Gonzalez did not pitch uh, against Ole Miss earlier this year. So that is something of a competitive advantage. So they haven't seen him. We'll, uh, we'll, We'll hope Gonzo can pull it out. More than anything, we want this Auburn team to win the national championship. I mean, that would be that would be incredible. And they're, they're, in baseball, if they were able to win a national championship, yeah. just what that could do for the Auburn baseball program is uh, uh, what they're already it's monumental. doing. Butch Thompson has done an amazing job with this program. However, yeah. with Auburn still competing in the College World Series, uh, we weren't able to get any of the guys to play on the Thunder Chickens with us. <laughs> so there's still time. The season's <laughs> season's gonna run till till after the Omaha. That's done. true. That's true. Yeah, Omaha will end by the end of June, and our season will go until August. Yeah. So it's interesting because I'm sitting here thinking about this. I think about Omaha kind of the same way. I think about the Sweet 16 in the NCAA basketball tournament. If you can make it there, you can win the thing. Yeah. From oh, yeah. from that point, all of those teams that are there are good enough to win a national championship. Yeah, no doubt. So that's really all you can ask for of your team is make it to Omaha and get lucky. Give yourself a chance. Yep. We'll see what happens. As Again, Auburn will take on Ole Miss on Saturday. That game starts at 6 o'clock Central. Coverage starts at 545 with Andy Burcham and Brad Long, the call on the Auburn Sports Network. We'll talk with Andy Burcham on the show today at 515. Eric, what about uh, one week from today we're going to see the NBA draft? You still think Jabari Smith is going to go number one? Yeah, I think so. I think so, man. He's got he's got the upside. He's got the probably the highest floor and the highest ceiling out of all the prospects that are available, man. I mean, six ten guys that can shoot forty percent from three don't grow on the trees, jump shot man. is what's separating him yeah, more he's got than a jump anything, shot, man. So and at his height to be able to shoot it like that, you know, you know he's gonna be able to get it off. You know he's gonna be able to make it in the league, and then he can guard on the perimeter. And that's just what they're looking for in the NBA now, man. Positionless basketball. You got a guy that's 6'10 that can, you know, be a weapon on offense, and then he can guard inside and out on the peri- on the perimeter uh, against, you know, quicker guys. I think he's gonna go number one. I hate to see him go to Orlando because it seems like everybody that goes to Orlando is just it really doesn't work out for their career. But <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool, you know. You got Chumo, Chumo Kiki down there, another yep. Auburn guy. Um, so it give us another reason to to watch the Orlando Magic. I yeah, guess. going into the month, we do monthly predictions on, on June 1st, and we talk about events that are taking place. And so at that time, I thought Chet Holmgren was going to go number one. I think there is more Jabari Smith yep. uh, hype taking place for Chet. He would be reunited with Jalen Suggs. They played That's high school basketball together. Right. Uh, obviously, didn't get to play at Gonzaga together because Jalen being a year older. But it does feel like we're seeing some momentum in Jabari's favor so, Brent, one week away from the draft, man. One week away, and I'm with y'all. I think Jabari is going 1-1, and I talked about this a little bit earlier on the show. Auburn will become the third school uh, ever to have a player taken first overall in the baseball, football, and basketball drafts uh, in, in the American professional sports leagues. And, you know, with with one coming, all of them in the last, what, this will be 13 years. Yeah. So, uh, That's so, incredible. Yeah. yeah. 
Cam Newton, Casey Mize, and now Jabari Smith. Yeah. Uh, it's all happening since 2010. So a, a, a really Really nice run here that Auburn's yeah. been on, and you know, hopefully that can continue. That'll be big for the program to have, for a, sure. have yeah. somebody go number one no in kidding. the draft. I mean, that's from where Auburn basketball has been. <laughs> 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 to, have, to have a player go number one in the draft would be – that would be awesome. It'll it's really, it's really sure. impressive what Bruce Pearl's done, yeah. for sure. I like it. And Jabari Smith walking in to a top five spot – Going to be making a lot of money. That, that's going to be a pretty good payday for him to, uh, be all right. to oh, secure I, that bag. I, I heard this earlier. He has worked out with Orlando. He has worked out with Oklahoma City. And he has said, I do not see myself falling below two. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, so Jabari, I don't think he's even worked out with any other teams. No, I think it's just I mean, those two. Yeah, that's, he's, he's pretty solid in his position, man. So that's, I'm just really excited, man, because he was – I mean, even when he first got here, we had a chance to watch him play. You could tell from, from day one he was special. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. To see him rise up and go number one, though, that's, that's pretty incredible. So Speaking of the NBA draft and Jabari Smith, you know, days away at this point from – signing a, a really, really large check. A big conversation in the sports world since you've been away. Uh, have you seen some of this LIV golf tour conversation that's taking place? I've seen some of it, yeah. I, I'm not a big golf guy either, but I've seen yeah. some of the talks that are going on. Is it interesting at all to you? So to, to catch know, I like you up. The traditional stuff, man. Right. You know, like, I'm, I mean, it's kind of weird to me. So today we've got the U.S. Open starting, right. one of the four majors. Right. And these players are leaving the PGA Tour because this LIV Golf Series that's getting started mm-hmm. is paying them an absorbent amount. Of, I mean, just insane money that's Saudi, taking place. Saudi Prince. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And they, you know, it's the same group that owns Newcastle United yeah. in the Premier League soccer world. And, and so a ton of money. And LIV, the Roman numeral 54, they're only playing 54 holes compared to 72 is where that name kind of comes from. And so it's like one less day of work. It's four days compared to three, and I'm going to get more money to do this. Hmm. So for them, they're like, why would I not do this? Yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes sometimes more money in... In the best thing, though, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And, and some of the some of the best players have said no. Some of them have said yes. Yeah. But like Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, those guys have have stayed pretty loyal to the PGA Tour. Yeah. But Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, some of those guys, are like, wait, two hundred million dollars? Not lot. even including the prize, just two hundred million dollars? Like, yes. Might want to be a Saudi prince in my next life. I know, and, and then they're doing like the the events is a shotgun start, meaning we're not having to wait all day. Not everybody is starting at hole one. We're all gonna we're pairing it up. So when we say we're gonna start at ten o'clock, someone's playing at one, someone's playing at the second hole, someone's starting at the third hole. So it's like it's going by quick. It's it's literally less work for more money, but at some of the best golf venues and you're still getting to play with the best competition that's interesting man yeah I I, you just don't know how long it's gonna last right right that's always every, the big question glitters ain't gold man. yeah and that but it's just you see these leagues right usfl xfl uh the, the in, in basketball there isn't necessarily anything that's been too equivalent recently uh, since we've had that ABA and NBA yeah, merger, those other but places don't have the money to right. do these things. But the, the fact that some of this money is coming in, and that's why yeah. uh, the USFL hasn't been the best this year, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, not as I mean, we talked about it the first time it kicked off and haven't spoke about it since. Yeah, the Stallions undefeated. The Stallions lost this past week. Never mind. They were undefeated, <laughs> but the Birmingham Stallions lost yeah. this past week. Have, have watched maybe one game of the USFL. And, I and, a bit of it, and so the XFL took a little break. Rock got involved. Not, mm-hmm. Just running. Rock, not The Rock. Just rock. The rock. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. You are, Dwayne you are, Johnson. Yeah, you are, so you're on that level with him. He's just rock. He's just rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they decided to deal with the NFL to be kind of like the minor. So when the XFL comes back in 2023, they've already partnered with the NFL. So they are for sure going to be successful. Right. And it's like the poor USFL who's playing every game out of Birmingham. Like they're not even playing home games right now. Yeah. That's, every that's single that's game so is playing in Birmingham. So weird to Yeah, me. it really threw me off on watching <laughs> yeah. the TV. They're all in the same like, field. Wait. It's a Michigan versus Houston game, and it's in, in Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> I mean, hey, shout out to Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man. No kidding. No kidding. Well, Eric, this has been fun. We have covered a lot of bases. I'm sitting here thinking all the different things we've been talking about. Our Atlanta Braves have won 14 in a row. That's been kind of crazy to follow yeah, with that sort of thing. Yeah, last time we were here. I know, so, and yeah. now it's a completely different world. Reigning World Series champs and have won 14 straight. It's pretty amazing. It's two weeks of winning. Pretty amazing. Yes, two weeks of winning indeed. Eric, tell me what's going on at uh, Eric McDade State Farm. Uh, so you mentioned that I was out on vacation, man. We were celebrating State Farm's 100th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a really big deal um, for our company to have been around that long. It's, it's pretty incredible and to still be – successful and you know number one in the insurance world Uh, so it was really really neat to be with a lot of my friends and fellow agents celebrating 100 years of State Farm so uh, that's what we got going on and I'm just you know really thankful and blessed to be part of the company yeah and you know I hope people will continue to trust State Farm and reach out to us and let us take care of their families no kidding drivewitheric.com go visit them in Opelika as well Eric we'll do this again soon sometime okay absolutely man all right thank y'all for having that's covering the bases with Eric McDade on the other side of this break the third hour of our show we'll get started we'll chat with Andy Bertram the voice of the Auburn Tigers about them getting set for the College World Series in Omaha alongside Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress my name is JJ Jackson two hours in the books and we're rolling Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson, Brooks Childress, and Brant Daughtry here. And once again, thanks to Eric McDade for stopping by. As Brooks, we just covered all the bases. 
Yeah. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. First, second, third, home plate. <laughs> Does that count as a base? <laughs> that's all. That's an age-old debate, you know, I, because we don't call it home base. We call yeah. it home plate. True. And, you know, that's an unusual question. That is. I Why? Mean, that, that's Why? what I, I would like to know. First base, second base, third base, home plate. Who do we credit with inventing baseball? Um, the James Naismith is obviously the big name we go to for basketball, and I just didn't know if there was that name for baseball. Whoever it is, we need to go back to them and just say, why? Uh, oh, it was uh, Abner Doubleday. That's right. And Abner, why? Why no home base? Yeah. Why home plate? Makes no sense. Uh, but anyway, we did just cover the bases with Eric McDade. We talked NBA Finals, NBA Draft, uh, College World Series, LIV Golf, PGA Tour. I mean, we literally uh, did everything, and hearing his takes was great. If you want to be a part of the program, you can give us a call, 334-887-3401. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, will stop by. It'll be good to catch up with him and talk a little bit about the Tigers as they get set to open up the College World Series on Saturday. Joseph Gonzalez will get the ball to start for Auburn against Ole Miss. Uh, Brooks, tonight we will see Game 6 of the finals. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I, I can see either one hap- either result happening, really. I, I can see the Golden State Warriors closing it out tonight. I think it could be a, a, a chance for Golden State to get the game here. I mean, they've got some momentum right now uh, going into Boston. But we haven't seen a, a real big game from Jason Tatum so far in this uh this finals like he's had a few good games but we haven't seen that stellar step up i'm gonna take control of this game game and if i mean if it's gonna happen it's gotta happen tonight against uh in at home against this golden state team for boston um and you know the 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 sports fan in me really really wants to see a game seven because there's no greater event in professional sports than game seven of a series you know it, it's just you, you get out there two two best words in sports it's i mean game sevens you just you're everybody tunes into game seven the it, the intensity gets ratcheted up um the 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 only thing that you know would be negative for a game seven is if you're a golden state warriors fan and you've got to sweat through that because you don't want to blow this blow the lead but you do get a you get do get it back home so i think it'd be fun to have a game seven but you look at this game tonight, Golden State, you're you're playing with a little bit of, you know, pressure because you're, play, you know, you, you want to win the game, you want to win the series. But you can play a little bit freer than, than Boston can because you're not, you can't lose the series tonight. You can win the series tonight, but you can't lose the championship tonight. Boston can lose the championship tonight. And they've got to play their A++ game tonight to be able to get this to a Game 7 and potentially get a win. Um, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, I don't know what you think about it, Brant. Um, it, it's going to be really fun tonight. But I, I think that... I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. And I think Boston gets it done tonight forces a Game 7. That's what I. That's what I would like to see, as a sports fan, is so that I can watch a game seven, and I think that Boston can do it. You know, I, I, 
we talked about it a little bit with Eric. I think I think you've got Steph coming off a poor shooting performance. You've got Game Six, Clay Thompson. You got Draymond coming off of doing something contrib- contributing in any way. Um, he's finally figured out how to do that. You've got Andrew Wiggins coming off probably the game of his life. Golden State has so much momentum going for it, and I, I'll be yep. honest i've I've always liked Golden State. I like Steph Curry. I like Clay Thompson. I like what they do, um, and so I, I have kind of been kind of rooting for them uh, in this series, uh, and have been for a little while. I don't know. I don't know. I it, the fact that it's in Boston makes me pause. But uh, I, I think I like Golden State in this one. I'm with you. I want to see a Game 7 just because Game 7s are awesome, and I'm not really a fan of either side. But I, I And it's always more fun when you see a team win Game 7 in their own building. Um, that's Those are always the coolest celebrations when get, getting handed the trophy in front of your own fans uh, is just always an awesome thing to behold. So I, I, I want a Game 7, but I do think that Golden State can get it done tonight. I just love that we're to a point where basketball fans know what you're talking about when you say Game 6 clay, yeah. right? That this guy yeah. is just so much better in Game 6 than, than anybody. And it's not like a superstition. It's not like a, just like this funny little thing that some people have noticed. It's a pattern. <laughs> it's just it is like, a pattern yeah, that has repeated it's itself eight or nine times yeah. now. Like, Does it's, that become a habit at that point? I think so. Okay. Is that how that works, Brooks? I, I was gonna know. I was gonna argue the next thing is that now the pressure may be on Clay to be like, oh, it's game six, I gotta step up and play right. big, but then Fair. it's like Why doesn't he just play game? big the whole time? Then? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's <laughs> yeah. Why not have big games one through four and I'm, just end the thing? I still believe Steph's gonna make his first three point shot tonight and all is gonna be right with the world once again. We'll see the finals tonight, eight o'clock on ABC, Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors. What sound does a Celtic make? Oh yeah. <laughs> nope, 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 not that one. Oh, yeah? I, I, Are they from yeah. Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, I, I did the wrong thing. I meant I. Oi, laddie. Harvard. 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 I packed the car in Harvard Yard. Man, Andy is going to love this. Uh, what sound does a warrior make? Uh, they just yell. I mean, gonna, the same noise that. as you and I make. <laughs> hey man, you're the host. You're gonna have to weasel what, out of that one. I don't know what to make. Of okay, that. Uh, let's take a break. All right. How about that? that works. <laughs> let's do that. Let's we've done talk that a couple of times. Uh, serious face for Andy, and then we'll have uh, more fun a little bit later in the program. Again, moving along. It's sports call on a Thursday. This is WTGZ Tiger ninety five point nine. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap skills and games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry, and we are so thrilled and excited 
to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on the voice of the Auburn Tigers. Andy Burcham is kind enough to join us here live from Omaha as Auburn gets set to participate in the College World Series. They'll play on Saturday. Greetings, Andy. How are you? I'm well, JJ. How are things back in uh, on the plains? Uh, incredibly well. It's definitely the portion of the summer where it's hot, and sometimes you question life decisions to walk outside. Uh, but uh, no, we're doing really well. Tell us the atmosphere there in Omaha. Well, Auburn just uh, was was practicing, and right in the middle of practice, it started to rain. Oh man! So uh, the 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 obstacles in front of this team continued to <laughs> to uh, mount. Uh, but Auburn was able to get on the field at Charles Schwab Field today, take batting practice, take some infield. It started raining when Sonny was in the batting cage, as a matter of fact. And then Sonny DeShera, Cason Howell, and uh, Carson Skipper joined uh, Butch Thompson in the uh, press conference room. And, uh, and Coach Thompson then finished it about uh, 15 minutes ago and now back at the team hotel. They, they uh they have a barbecue that will uh, that will take place at Creighton University today, and then uh, they will uh, parade down to Charles Schwab Field uh, at 8:35, and then there is an opening ceremonies with all eight of the teams tonight at nine. So that's the schedule for the rest of the day for this Auburn team. Absolutely outstanding. What kind of temperatures are we expecting there in Omaha, Andy? Uh, not quite as hot yet as it is at home, but temperatures are getting warmer with each and every day here, and uh, they're expected by by Monday to be in the upper 90s, low 100s. So how imperative is that for Auburn to win Saturday night so they play Monday night instead of Monday afternoon, just from a temperature standpoint? Here's the big difference here uh, as compared to being at home is the humidity isn't as uh, oppressive as it is at home. It is, uh, and especially in the evening, the, 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 the humidity drops considerably. And there's been a nice wind or a nice breeze here that has helped. But it is over the weekend, it is expected to be hot like most of the rest of the country for the weekend. When you obviously we look back at this Auburn team and they've been able to participate in two of the last three College World Series with, with 2020 not having one of them. I mean, was there a moment where you thought this 2022 team could get there to Omaha, or uh, are you are you really surprised about this run they've been able to go on? Uh, yes and yes. Um, <laughs> when Auburn went on the road and won back to back road weekends or road series, when they won at Texas A and M and then won at LSU. That was the first time I thought about this ball club on the field that they had the they had what it takes to to win tough games in tough environments. And then, you know, listen, coming out of Kentucky, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of good vibes with how Auburn played in those four games against Kentucky, the three in Lexington and in that first game of the SEC tournament. But Auburn went back to work and scrimmaged and got better. And their offensive approaches changed dramatically in the regional. And although Auburn didn't put up the 51 runs that it did in the regional at Oregon State, remember Auburn was also playing the number three team in the country on its home field, and and that bunch of Beavers can pitch it. But Auburn, you know, scores seven runs on Saturday to win game one. They narrowly lose game two, four, three. And then find a way to win on Monday 
by the same score of four to three. So, uh, yeah, I guess to a certain point, I guess I'm a little bit surprised because especially the way the season ended, but I am not like the, the horde of media and talking heads that felt that this Auburn team didn't deserve to host a regional just because of those four games against Kentucky. You know, uh, and, and lightness a little bit and take a look at the whole season resume rather than just the last four games of the resume. And there were still teams, there were still people surprised uh, that, that Auburn made it out of its own regional. As a matter of fact, there was a writer in Oregon that, that said Auburn's regional was a yawn fest. Well, I thought you were supposed to win by as many runs as you possibly can, <laughs> rather than struggle to beat New Mexico State and then beat Vanderbilt by a run, which Oregon State did. Uh, he, he, he found a way to look at what Auburn did in that regional and try and make that a negative which is just stupid. And, uh, and then Auburn went out there and beat them. He was sitting in front of us, by the way, uh, in the, uh, outside the press box at Oregon State. I don't think he thought that was a yawn fest when Auburn won two or three. <laughs> Andy, uh, Auburn's going to pitch Joseph Gonzalez in their first game. They're uh, going up against Ole Miss. Auburn played Ole Miss earlier, lost that series two games to one, but Joseph Gonzalez did not pitch. How much of it an advantage is it uh, to have Gonzalez on the mound for this game when they haven't seen him before? Well, I, I think it's an advantage just when Joseph's on the mound, regardless whether a team has seen him or not. That's how good he has been for Auburn this season. Yeah, I think it's an advantage. But Ole Miss is a little bit different, too. Uh, Ole Miss is not start the, the starter for Ole Miss was a reliever against Auburn. So Auburn will have not seen this guy in the current role that he's in on Saturday night as well. So there's a lot of question marks going into this, I believe. And this Ole Miss team has certainly put it together down the stretch. I mean, listen, this is an Ole Miss team that was forgotten about about the last third of the season. And then they put it together. And they, they swept LSU down in Baton Rouge. And, and they have been playing extraordinary baseball since. And they go on the road and win the Miami Regional. And Miami, I think, was a top five national seed. And then they go to Hattiesburg and not only win and sweep Southern Miss in two games, they shut Southern Miss out 10 to nothing and 5 to nothing. So these are two very hot teams that face each other on Saturday night. It should be a terrific matchup of SEC squads where, of course, there's four SEC West teams here. And don't forget, there's two more teams that are joining the SEC in Oklahoma and Texas that are also in this field. Andy, when you look back at the at the this past weekend, Auburn is up in Corvallis. Uh, you, you talked about Joseph Gonzalez and starting pitching there. I want you to talk about the bullpen work because that first game when Trace Bright kind of got hit around in that first inning, and the the Oregon State crowd cheered when the when the guys ran out to the bullpen. But then it was it, it I know so I described on Twitter is the Oregon State fans were cheering their own demise because the bullpen was just lights out all weekend. Talk about what you saw from them. Yeah, they weren't cheering at the end of that game, were they? No. <laughs> after, after, after that bullpen shut them down. And it wasn't just Carson Skipper and Blake Burkhalter either. It was John Armstrong and Chase Isbell. And all of a sudden, that what we have seen from this bullpen, I, and I think that's one of the biggest improvements of this team, is the last third of the season is the depth, the added depth of Auburn's bullpen, whether it's a Chase Alsip it can be your second closer, Certainly Carson Skipper, certainly Blake Burkhalter, or a Carson Swelling, or a John Armstrong, or 
um, any of the guys, um, Chase Isbell or Chase Olson, take any of those guys. Look at look at Brooks Fuller. Brooks Fuller's last five outings, he has not uh, he's not given up a run, uh, and so all of a sudden he becomes an important possible piece to this team. So I think that's one of the biggest improvements of this team is what that bullpen has done and added depth behind Carson Skipper and Blake Burkhalter. And then, Andy, I'm, I'm going to give you a sentence. We asked this earlier in an earlier interview. I'm going to give you a sentence. When I say Auburn's not in Omaha without blank, who are you filling in that blank with? Uh, Blake Burkhalter. If, if, you're, if you're giving me one player, uh, I mean, you could say it about Sonny Deshera. You could say it about Casey Howell. You could say it about Brody Moore. You could say it about Nate LaRue. Look what he's done since he became Auburn's uh, starting catcher in that Texas A&M series and how he has controlled the running game of everybody that Auburn has played. But I, I think this, and I asked Bush Thompson about this earlier in the season, when, it, listen, a year ago, Auburn won all of those one, lost all of those one-run games. And that was enough to keep Auburn out of the picture of any postseason a year ago. Chatting with Andy Burton, the voice of the Auburn Tigers. Here, I cut you off there, Andy. Continue. I was just going to say, when I asked Butch Thompson, what's the difference? And he said two words, Blake Burkhalter. So if, you, <laughs> if you're, if you're going to take it down to one guy, Blake Burkhalter. And the head coach is probably somebody good to listen to in that regard. Andy, as, as we get set for the College World Series, and you've got some time there in Omaha before Saturday, they've got action. That will be played all day tomorrow. Auburn doesn't have a game on their schedule, however, with their portion, their side of the bracket there in Omaha. In these travels, you get to spend a lot of time around the team, around the coaching staff, and, and kind of be immersed there in the Auburn baseball world. So explain to our listeners, explain to Auburn fans, why in the world was there a Bad News Bears jersey on the field as all the celebration is happening? All of a sudden, Coach Buttermaker was making an appearance with the Auburn baseball team. Yeah, which version of that? I mean, I think that was the old school Bad News Bears, by the way. <laughs> the, the one where Tatum O'Neill was the pitcher. You know, Walter yeah. Matthau was the uh, was buttermaker. Uh, at some point, and I think it started probably when this team found out that it was picked last in the SEC West. And so it knew that it would play with a chip on its shoulder this year. So Auburn is bad news. And at some point... Brody Moore said they found that Bad News Bears jersey on the road somewhere, and it was very expensive. Well, they figured out, and they ordered it. And so that is the rally squirrel, the rally monkey, the rally armadillo, whatever you want. That, that is Auburn's version of that. And so that, that Bad News Bears jersey with, and I can't remember what, what bail bonds is on the back of it. Help me here. <laughs> You know that that is that that is with them for every game. It hangs in the clubhouse at at uh, at Plainsman Park, and it's with them, I think, in the dugout on the road. And that's why Butch Thompson decided to put that jersey on, and then he got dunked with with water after the game on uh, on on Monday night. But bad news is the mantra of this team. Auburn is bad news for its opponent. I love it. And the breakdown, you hear them say bad news, and uh, yeah, it's certainly something right. to rally behind. Well, uh, it, it should. A lot of people have rallied behind this team. I mean, we saw 
you know, listen, Auburn set a, an attendance record this season. Not only in that, that regional, but period, on the season. Uh, imagine how tough tickets will be to come by next year. And hopefully, you know, one day soon, we're going to see more, more seats in that ballpark and some, some other opportunities uh, at, the, at Plainsman Park in the years to come. Uh, what Butch Thompson has done, I, I say this all the time, guys, when I go on the road and I speak to various alumni groups or touchdown clubs or whatever, I believe Bruce Pearl has done the greatest, one of the greatest coaching jobs in Auburn athletics history, regardless of the sport, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think that Butch Thompson is too far behind him with what he has done with a program that was a bit of a shambles when he took over it and when he took it over after fall practice for that first season. And now he has won three regional championships in the last four seasons. He has won two super regionals, both on the road, both at places where that team had never lost a super regional at home. North Carolina in 2019 and Oregon State this year. And he has this team back in Omaha. Remember, Auburn had been to the the World Series in 1967, 1976, 94, and 97 until 2019. And now he's returned this team back in 2022. So I I think the job that, that Butch Thompson has done is remarkable. Uh, for this Auburn baseball program, and uh, I cannot wait to see how this team matches up against Ole Miss on Saturday night at the Charles Schwab Field. I'm totally in agreement with you there. Last one for you, Andy. Always kind with your time, and appreciate you being here with us. Before uh, you get on to Omaha festivities for the evening and the start of the College World Series this weekend, tell us, Andy, what does it mean to be able to have Brad Law there with you on the mic and and to be able to bring the coverage that you're going to have for Auburn fans this weekend? I think we've lost connection there with uh, with our buddy Andy Burcham. I'll tell you one thing. I have loved being able to listen to those guys together uh, over this entire season. And it's just outstanding to be able to hear those guys working together. Yeah, for sure. Andy and Brad uh, have, have done a really great job. And, you know, it's it's Brad's it, – this is Brad's first full season doing it, right? It yeah. Being the, the full other – other guy in that booth with Andy. So uh, Andy's been doing it for, you know, forever, it feels like, and he's been awesome since he started. And baseball is really where Andy Burcham feels like home. Uh, And Brad has really slipped in right alongside him, and they they have a a great back and forth with each other. Brooks got hit with a stray uh, much, much earlier this year. Um, while while on a, a baseball yeah. broadcast with them, and I get hit with a lot of strays when I'm a broad, when I'm the, <laughs> when I'm running the board with yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, Andy's fantastic, and we love having Andy. And uh, it, just listening to them is is so much fun. And I'm really really glad that we are able to listen to them. Yeah. That that we that Auburn has them calling their games. Third, let me correct myself. Third season that Brad and Andy have been working Third, together okay, okay. full time. First trip to Omaha for Brad right. at this point. And uh, in 2019, Andy was on the mic. This was right after Rod Bramblett had passed away following the SEC tournament, and uh, to be there with Paul Ellen there in 2019, super exciting to uh, to see Auburn back in the College World Series. Let's go ahead and take our. Next commercial break here on the program. When we come back, we'll have some fun for you. We'll talk more about Auburn athletics and other things in the world of sports call on Tiger 95.9.
Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, Brooks Childress, and Brandon Daughtry. Our thanks again to Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, for joining us on the program. I'm having to get used to all these new returns that yeah. we have. Yeah, we, we It's put, always good to keep things fresh. Put some new ones in there. Uh, Picking up a little bit uh, yeah, here at the yeah, end. Yeah, a little, a little. What is that? Let me listen. Yeah, this is funky. I don't know what this is. This is Bastille. Oh. Send them off. I know uh, one song by Bastille. Now I know two. How you but feeling, do you really, But do you really know it since it's just the instrumental? That's fair. That's a good point. We're vibing. We are vibing. Uh, thanks to Andy for being on the program with us. Auburn baseball take on Ole Miss. That series starts at uh, Saturday, 545 airtime, FM Talk 93.9 on the Auburn Tigers app, on the Tiger Communications app. You've got many different ways to listen. Uh, about 10 minutes left in the program here, and uh, let's get wacky. I don't know. We did that yesterday. How do you... So what's an alliteration for a little bit silly for a, a Wacky. T? You know, because it's Thursday. Thursday. You need the TH sound. That's where it gets hard. Um, should I look up? Not terrifying Thursday. No, uh, that doesn't make sense. Thirsty Thursday comes to mind immediately. Right, right. But I don't know if we can make... The, well, we can make that weird. We're not going to. Tickle Thursday. That no, can feel weird. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, I don't see Why any. do you always have to do that? Thursday toughness. Um, you, you, keep, you keep using yeah, what, the what, what, what did you see? I don't see, I don't see the any, any T starting words with like... I, I looked up synonyms for wacky. That's a great place to start. And, and I'm glad you did that. There's just nothing that starts with a T. Did goofy come up? Goofy did come up. Okay. What if you do goofy synonyms? I mean, I think it's going to be the same. <laughs> I imagine similar words are going to appear. That is what synonym means. Did every single synonym same? It's not every the same I, ones. I thought but that it'd be just a little different. Maybe it is just a little different, but there's still no T's in there. <sighs> Dang it! Tough man. Tough, tough, tough. Um. All right, let's play the animal game. Oh no! What What's noise does the Celtic? What make? is the animal game? <laughs> the animal sound game. Oh no! He's about to pull up YouTube, <laughs> and we're gonna do this for the last ten minutes. <laughs> Um, pick a pick a pick a. I don't want to do this. Okay, we won't do this. I then. don't want to do this. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do it. What I'll sound do does it. a dog make? <laughs> you tell me, man. Brooks, what's your best bark? <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're doing this? Peanut like- butter. Peanut butter bark. Oh, peanut butter bark. Yeah. Okay. Do you think, do you think they're doing this at like? Roof. Any oh no! Roof, roof, roof. Do you think? Do you think the drive's doing roof. this right now? Definitely not. Do you think Bill Cameron ever barked on radio? No, and Andy didn't either. Roof, no. roof, roof. Is this the content that you put out on Locked On Blue Devils? Roof, roof, roof. Oh no! <laughs> he got that dog in him. 
I found a meme the other day. It's like got that dog in him. It's like a chest X-ray, but there's like Dobermans. What was the? the what about chest. a duck? What was the quack quack quack? Who was the coach that was at? Um, it's really funny. At Coastal Carolina, it's like we don't want a bunch of cats looking around at each other. We want some dogs. Meow. We don't want some cats. We want Meow. some dogs. I don't. Was it a Coastal Carolina? coach? It was the Coastal Carolina coach, Jamie Chadwell. No, it was before him. I don't remember. Jamie Chadwell. Like cats sit around and look at themselves in the mirror. We want some dogs out there. I want some dogs. Dogs. Wags. It was like two coaches ago. I remember what Brooks is talking about. I don't remember who it was though. I couldn't even told you it was from. I couldn't even told you it was from Coastal. Why? Oh no. Brant. Hello. What does Auburn baseball have to do to win the College World Series? Uh, isn't it five games? They got to win five games. Five games and you would be winners. Yes, if you went five and yeah. zero at the yep. College World Series, you'd be a champion. What is this instrumental? I've never heard this. It was David Bennett. David Bennett wanted some dogs and not some cats. Brooks. Yeah. What does Auburn baseball have to do to win the College World Series? You need consistent pitching. Consistent pitching. You need your bullpen. Nobody's listening you to need this. To, you need your bullpen to continue to do what they've done. This is simply for the, us. This postseason and throw shutdown innings if your starters get in trouble. Brooks hates being throw on this show. Throw strikes. And then you need the bats <laughs> to continue to produce. They kind of they kind of took a step back at Oregon State, but that was because of the really really good pitching they've got out there. Gotta have the big hits. This is like having Johnny Cash have a hype man because Johnny Cash was famous for speak singing, right? Oh yeah. And then this is like if he's had a hype man. I'm just, it's we will rock you, and I'm just giving a little. Uh, it is, but it's not. And I'm I'm just. It is. Asking questions and rapping and singing and all Are you of the rapping? Above. Is that what you're doing? Um, we will rock you rapping. <laughs> they call this rock you rapping. Rock you rapping. <laughs> R-Y-R. I would like to add something else to our imaginary t-shirt stores that we call this rock you rapping. <laughs> That's good. This is about to be a segment. Yeah, it and is. And I'm not happy about that. How can we make it better then? I don't 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 rap on the show. <laughs> there is nobody sitting in the studio Let right now. Let me ask you a question, <laughs> Brant. <laughs> nobody that is regularly on this show as of today needs to try rapping. <laughs> what ask. is your question, JJ? Yes! Hell yeah! Don't play along oh, with him. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. It's gone far enough, so he, he wasn't going to stop. My question is, Brant. Hello. Are you happy today? <laughs> oh, you're, you're telling JJ he's number one. <laughs> You're feeling Brooks. top of the world. I'm feeling great, man. I feel no so answer good. For us. I Brooks, feel so good. Top of the world. Are you happy today? Wow, you were ahead. You were ahead by about two Much notes. Much like Brant. 
I'm on top of the world. All right. How much longer is left in the show? I can't see the an eternity. All yeah. right, We're too long. Keep, keep too long. We're time. just doing this. Yeah. for forever. Brooks. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Probably watching some Grey's Anatomy and then <laughs> the finals, and then after that, I'll probably play some video games on my Xbox. Are you not going to eat dinner? You did not include that in your nightly itinerary. I'm probably going to have some chicken, maybe pasta. I think we're going to have some <laughs> zucchini and lemon, and it's going to be great. I can't think of anything else. Grey's Anatomy and basketball. Yep. That's what Brooks. How long is, is this song? Because you haven't restarted Brent, it. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm gonna leave here as quickly as possible. <laughs> go work out and then watch Game Seven of the NBA Finals. It's Game Six. Game Six. What is your workout today? Uh, let me check it. Uh, I don't think there's any lifting, is which sucks. It leg day today. Every day's leg day. Are you um, ready to balk like a chicken for the Thunder <laughs> Chickens? <laughs> Cluck up. Cluck up. Uh, so for six minutes, I have to go 250 meters on a row on a bike or on like a rowing machine and is then do 12 box jump overs. difficult to do? 250 meters, not by itself, but when you do it like over and over again, and then couple it, couple it with uh, box jumps. Yes, it's pretty hard. Then I'm resting two minutes, and then I'm doing um, 10 calorie or 10 calories instead of meters. Brooks, uh, and yeah. then couple of front squats. How it's gonna suck. would it's gonna suck. you fare doing that workout? Not well, homie. I'm not gonna do great either, for what it's worth. Like I. Ugh. That's an all. That's all cardio. Brooks, that is all yeah. cardio. I'm gonna be so bad. Are you ready to quack like a thunder chicken? So what? Quack! Quack! Surely this goes against I, the FCC I, in some I, I way. I meant to say mock. I will be on Tuesday. I dare someone <laughs> okay. to call in. I dare someone to call oh, this, this show is right remarkable. now. This is absolutely I remarkable. dare you. If you're thinking about it, freaking do it. And call in singing, too. <laughs> That's the only way we'll talk to you. The only way we'll talk to you. Is it Friday? Who's on the show tomorrow? You. Am I? And JJ. Okay. What is this? This is kind of vibe. It's kind of a vibe. Tell me something, Brant. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> I can sing. I can sing. so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing. What I cannot rap. Know? I cannot freestyle. Well, tell me something. What are you going to have for dinner? I Probably like a bagel. I don't know. Pop-Tart, maybe. Adventure. I don't. I, I. If I. If I feel like it. If I just get weird, like, I might cook some chicken. 
Do it, man. Chicken. Well, I, I'm watching. I'm watching Game Seven tonight. So or Game, game six. six. Game Six. I'll probably uh, probably cook a little chicken. Cook a little chicken in the air fryer. Brooks, which is you not fried. It's just grilled. Chicken bagel brant. It's pretty good. <laughs> I hear. Chicken bagel. Keep Brooks, going. Keep what going. What do you like Biggie about brant? Brooks and I have very similar senses of humor, so it's that's right. That's what I like. Ooh, okay. You got the start of something there. You got the start of something there. You want to keep going? You want to keep trying that? You want to keep it? You want to keep it? Up? No, don't Are you gonna walk away on that? Yeah. yeah, that's the best thing I could do. So it's like, oh, uh, two bars. Drop the mic. Yeah. You know, it's Tupac's birthday today. I think we just <laughs> came into something. I think this is two bar Thursday. Oh, I no. I think it shouldn't be. I think this is two bar. <laughs> Why do you Thursday? keep trying to make segments? Like, just let stuff happen, man. This is what radio is. <laughs> radio is segments. All glory. Radio is segments. And we've got all the awards to point at and celebrate. What a great show! Twenty-seven years on the air. Come on, it's, nobody it's, doing it like us. This show's over. Yeah. Yeah. This show is gonna die and it's gonna be because of this episode. Brooks. Yeah. What's happening? What was we're your going favorite to, part of today's show? We're going to take this record we're recording this. We're gonna take this recording, edit it down, and put it out on a podcast platform. So if people wanna listen to it later they can. Right. We're not people gonna let might, this die. We're gonna put this on the internet forever. They might put this on while they're eating dinner tonight. Or another night. And we could be their entertainment while Find they're the eating dinner. Podcast wherever you like. Yeah. 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 And then go ride your bike. Not a trike. <laughs> Unless That's you're right. <laughs> Unless you're three. Please say psych. Psych. <laughs> Psych! Okay, we'll be serious now. All right. Will we? Yeah, we're going to. Uh, is the show over? Our show is almost over. Okay. So our show means. is almost over, so you know what that means. I'm going to have... Go ahead. You know what that means. Yeah. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. It's our Nightly TV Guide. It's brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Brooksy! Yo! What's on TV tonight? Well, I'm not going to wrap it for you because that would be awful. Also, no singing tonight. Uh, so if you're looking for like American Idol or America's Got Talent, go to another uh, TV guy. Because this one features three movies, 630 on FX. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Banger. So- wow. Owen Wilson is not in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. He is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. He is. But later. I really, really enjoyed his character. It, I, Loki, fantastic show. Fantastic. Fantastic. 7 o'clock on Paramount. If you missed it earlier this week, here's your chance. Speaking to you, JJ. 7 o'clock on Paramount. Shrek. The first Shrek. one is on. Donkey. And then at 9 o'clock right after that is Shrek 2 on Paramount. So back to back. Shrek and Shrek 2. So you can just settle in on the couch. Both of them good. And just go to town with Shrek 3. What happens three? in Shrek 2? Shrek, Shrek 3, hot garbage. They Shrek to, 2, really good. Shrek 4, not as bad as people think. They go to Far, Far Away Land, which is like Hollywood. It's just Far, Far, far Away. Far, Far Away. It's just Far, Far Away. And then your... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, oh. your sporting events to watch tonight. We got football on tonight. No, it's not the USFL. That's incredible. It is the CFL underway tonight. Canadian 
football. This is your Greg. The Lavoie. Ottawa Roughnecks. This, this is your Greg Lavoie. Sounded like the, the intro evening. to the Halo theme. Ryan's father, dun, I know, dun, dun, dun. very much so enjoys the CFL. Six thirty on ESPN two in Montreal. Alouettes take on the Toronto Argonauts. Big match no up there. No fair catches. And then at eight <sighs> no o'clock, no fair catches in the CFL. ABC. Brant, what game is it? Game six. Game six. And the NBA the Finals. NBA Finals. Game Golden three. State takes on Boston. Maybe Golden State wraps up a championship tonight. Maybe Boston makes a game seven. We'll see. And that is your night. Let's see the guy. Our friends over at White Claw. Who's on the show tomorrow? You are. You are. Am I? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anybody else? Brooks. Really? No? Brooks said no. What? Who's on the show tomorrow? Everybody on the show. show. Tomorrow? I think so. All right. We're running, right. it, we're running this back? See me. We're running it back. All right. Bill Bender, you know Sporting News, will be on the program, too. Freestyle Friday. Freestyle Friday! I hate this. Let's go. Free me. <laughs> Coming your way tomorrow. Thanks again to Andy Bergstrom and Zach Blackerby for stopping by. Eric McDade, you're the best. For Brand Daughtry and Brooks Childress, my name is JJ Jackson. The Thank one and only. Yeah. Thank you and good, good day. day.